Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the audio commentary for Star Wars The Last Jedi. I am your host, Kyle Lira. And today, apparently, we're going to be uh, doing it on the worst Star Wars movie ever. So, there. I got that I got that out of the way. So let's no, you didn't. Gen- really didn't. Let, let's genuinely talk, talk about, about this movie. movie. Yes, uh, a lot of people view it as the worst uh, Star Wars film. If you want to hear in-depth conversations, go back to our podcast. Can so. I ask you, how can you tell what color the stars are now? Like, you said in Force Awakens that they were blue <coughs> instead of white. <clears throat> what color are they now? Um, I could see some blue off in the distance. You're just bullshitting at this point. I, I think can't really tell. Who gives a shit? Anyway. What color the damn stars are. Anyway. But it needs to be the same way as my childhood, Peter. It needs Peter. to be exactly how I imagined as my childhood. The lore. If it's not the same color, they've destroyed Everything now, I've loved. I have a, que- I have a question for you guys. What? what do you think of the opening crawl of this one? I think I need to call the cops. <laughs> because my childhood is being assaulted. Okay. No, being, I'm being serious. What do you guys think about the opening crawl of this movie? Um, it, it, it's funny because my thing, my, the thing I wondered was, how are they going to have an opening crawl when this movie takes place literally right after the last film ended, that was the whole point of the crawl is that to fill people in. In, yeah. And it's like, yeah, it just basically stated the obvious. Kind of wasn't necessary. It did have some insight though as to how the uh, they're the, they're taking over. The first the order is taking yeah. over. Um, I am glad that we're doing this film now. After all the crap that has happened the at, past few months, because <laughs> af- with time. And uh-huh. about fifty more viewings of this film, and going to Disneyland. Oh, so I, uh, Peter, I am aghast of how freaking overly prepared you are for this uh, commentary. Because, <laughs> you see, that's great. We, we've never seen like ships in like outer orbit like that from the ground, and I like that. I really just love this film. I'm going I'm I'm to plant the flag right now. Um, just throw oh, it out there. I'm going to plant that flag, too. It's a great film. I love Hux. Hux is great. Hux is a bitch. I love it. Ryan Johnson <laughs> actually did something with this character that was actually useful yeah. and entertaining. Though, uh, don't get me wrong, I love the whole... Um, Nazi element he was going for in Force Awakens of the, the brutality, but I there like, was nothing there though. I like the, the kind of pseudo uh, Grand Moff Tarkin kind of thing that they were going for. But then I think it, you need to like put five dollars in the my childhood jar. Yeah, my child. <laughs> there it is. Oh, wait till we get to Yoda. <laughs> no, but I think okay, this is a good place to start off here with with I yeah. guess the humor, which is a big crux for a lot of people in this movie. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say this right now. I think the humor is excellent. It works for me. I'm sorry, and it it's like off the bat, it is I think kept to a minimum, and I think nothing here kind of like. I think the biggest thing people had with the humor of this movie is that, oh my god, it felt so much like our world, the real world. And I always keep going back to this. There were a lot of, like, hokey, like, really hokey things and, like, a lot of, like, catchphrases and things that happened in the original trilogy films back in the 70s that felt very much like of that era. I have no problem with them infusing some of that into this. I mean, there was was a lot of that in this one. I mean, for example, Chrome Dome. General Hugs. I did not catch that. I don't know what, when I first saw this in the theaters, I I thought he was like, I didn't, 
Actually, he was saying like hugs, like like H U G G S, as a pun on, on his name Hux. Well, this whole well, whenever people have an issue with this, my whole feeling is one, if it's perfectly within character of both uh, characters, um, Poe and Hux, and also it's very similar to that scene in the original Star Wars. Where Han is like, nope, all, we're all good here. You're we're all thanks. clear. How, how are you? How are you? <laughs> yeah, how are you? Uh, like, that was a great little moment in the original, and this one is also great hearing. Um, I like how we first start off with like a space war, and not only like a space war, but like a tactical. You mean a space one. battle? Yeah, um, a, a war in the stars, if you will. Uh, well, Speaking about Hux, but I, like, a lot of people get angry saying uh-huh. that the new heroes aren't, like, oh, they're not badass enough, not heroes, villains aren't bad, badass enough, and they're not um, intimidating enough, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the point, like, that's that's the commentary of the film. And the whole thing, the whole notion of what was going on is that uh you know the past you gotta let it go and all that it's really uh reflective because i uh, the first order is constantly trying to uh bring up the past and trying to like live up to that grandiose uh reputation that was the empire you know and so uh, for the record it's pronounced grandiose whatever they didn't know we had a grammar nazi here um Coming from the person that literally corrects our grammar on a text message board? Uh, that's, that's true. Te- that's text messages. That, there's no difference. Um, you see that? I like the way that he's using everything that he's got to fix the ship. and that's Fire on the base! <laughs> I don't know who was responsible for the casting of Captain Kennedy. Kennedy, right? Kennedy or Kennedy? Kennedy. Like Kennedy, but with Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. Great character, great actor. He's not. It, a, he's works. not a, like a character character, but he. He, it, it, he really character is. Actor, whatever. Like back in those originals, where someone's there for ten seconds, yes. and you're like, I like him. I want to know more about him. But a lot you of people don't. Like, yeah, a lot of people like General Veers like and Admiral P. Captain Nita. Yeah, 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 that kind of yeah. shit. But it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Fisher's great in this. They're all great. All the acting is really good. You know what I hear a lot from people is how come Poe wasn't like punished after he was punished, but they he was thought demoted. like he should be like thrown in the brig and shit like that. Well, you you had a good day. We uh, we have a bunch of off uh, recording conversations, but. You made a really good point to me on how, like, Poe Dameron is, like, that son that Leia has always wanted. Like, that son that... What Kylo was supposed to be. Basically. And, he's, and he's, he's like, the perfect combination of Han. He has that swagger, that arrogance, joke kind of... But yeah. he also has the... The leader the, authority and gravitas that, you know, Leia has with the, with the resistance and the, um, the original uh, rebellion... And I uh, marry them too, and it also makes the um, character development with Kylo Ren more tragic, in a, in a yeah. sense, because 
that it really sets the thing that oh she just really wanted her son back and that uh, last hope she was looking at uh, was clearly shown in this one can I just say um, pulling back from what you two were discussing because I honestly was not listening to you two because I was so captivated by this amazing space battle I have a hot oh take. this is a great space okay, okay. okay I have a hot take, take. alright for because um, I know we all had we all have varying feelings about Rogue One, the Star Wars story, but we all we all agree the main light show of that movie is the third act and the oh, space yeah. battle there. I have to say, the more and more I watch both the space battle from Rogue One and the space battle from Last Jedi, the Last Jedi one gets better and better for me. Well, I think there's several reasons because this one it's very the setup is incredibly simple, you know. Get protect these ships. Get them to um, the what's it called over the ship to be able to drop the bombs. But it takes a lot of twists and turns, highs and lows, and you have a real like emotional um, connection. Yeah. You have a real emotional connection with, with the characters. With not only the character, I have I feel more for per page. Uh, Excellent I camera work. I love Amazing this camera work. I feel more for Paige than I did for all of the Rogue One characters at the end. And yeah. also, it got really convoluted as far as what the goal is for everyone to do. It's like, oh, the we Rogue need to send One? a signal up. Oh, but the signal's right. not working. We need to connect this wire to this wire. To... It's It was a little too much. Like, it just kept going. This one felt, okay, you have... I think, honestly, this was uh, the the set piece is better here. Yes. Uh, the CG is better. You have more emotional stakes to care about the characters and even what's happening with Paige here because you just... Things feel more dire. You have... Uh, what did you... I think better sound design. Uh, it was shot better. Better camera work, like you said, and the score. The score is amazing. The score here. Yeah. Kind of really just blows it out of the water what happened with Rogue One. So what I, the, what I, I realized think, thinking about here is the uh-huh. more I watch... And compare the space battles of the, of the last two Star Wars films, not counting Solo, of course. Um, this one here, like in this moment, see, like, like the shot. Every I feel like every shot that Johnson used in this movie was perfect. Well, you see, look at this. Everything just works so well. It works. De- per- oh my god! Deliberate. I don't like using the word perfect, but I can't think of a better word to describe my feelings towards this. I wouldn't change this. a single thing about this whole action and, and a lot and of it, and then this cue here when the music comes in when the dun, explosions dun, go dun, off right dun, right the music's really good he like, real the, the thing is not just music but sound and the way that he yeah. really plays with sound there's a scene in the movie that everybody was like oh was when uh was when the the ship completely blasted right. towards yeah. uh towards well, the we'll get there. plus we'll get there but i have yet to see a movie that has better explosions like beautiful explosions. I could look at this all day. And I don't mean to shit on another movie you love. I'm not technically shitting on it. But at Toys R Us, I I, I didn't tell you guys this. I oh, had I bought by Kennedy. I met by Kennedy. I bought the CD to The Force Awakens. I've been listening to it in my car, and I absolutely I, I more like I absolutely love Ray's theme. Yeah. The rest of it, it's. Just eh. Like, I can never remember... What part of the film is this? With, like, with... 
the Last Jedi theme, yeah. you go to any like point in the soundtrack, I'm like, that's when this character, like when the bombs are dropping, oh, that's when this happened. Right. Like right here. Dun, 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 dun. Right, right. Like it's, I don't disagree with you. Yes. But uh-huh. the the one th- the the diversion I'll take here with, with this mm. is that while I do think the Last Jedi score is superior in vastly every single sense, and I think Kyle's reasoning of a, of a larger orchestra being incorporated cor- cor- yeah. into this movie kind of fits the bill on because that. Because it was a thirty. Because we're looking at uh, small. Because he only had a small, intimate. Uh, we know orchestra. With, well, they don't. You've repeated it a lot. We know. <laughs> uh, One had smaller orchestra. The other had bigger orchestra. My and you could definitely here, feel that with the more swell. You may say that there was more forgettable things in The Force Awakens. I think there were actually more... Ori- the total number of original tracks in Force Awakens exceeded Last Jedi. There was only one new theme here in Last Jedi. And that's not saying Finn one or the other is better. I'm just putting Maybe it out for a fact. that's probably true. And I think Last Jedi works as a, as a greatest hits more than anything of the I entire saga. I think it saga. utilizes the music I agree. Also, I just love how, like, a lot of people say, like, the film's sloppy. Um, and I, I, for me, it's really hard to, to understand that. Because I love the, the transitions and the way the film's edited. Mm-hmm. Like, right here, perfect. Where's Ray? Boom. It cuts. And it gets to what we want to see. It, it cuts to Ray, And then at, at the end of that scene... That's when Luke's like, where's Han? Where's Han? And it, instead of cutting to Han, it cuts to Kylo. Right. And as you see the smashed um, skull of Kylo is when you start to hear Rey say there's no light left in him. And because you're staring at his smashed um, mask, you know who she's talking about. But it adds a perfect transition to come back to the island. Like, it's a- Also, I love this. I love that he throws it. And a lot of people are like, that's disrespectful to the franchise. Ryan Johnson has said on, I think, multiple occasions that when Luke throws a lightsaber, it mm. wasn't played for laughs. That's what he says. Although mm. I will say... It is humorous. When every time that happens, I crack up. And I love it because I think... Oh, my God. I love it. He's like, shit. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Out of my I way, love dude. it. It would have been better if you just knocked her too. I he walked by. <laughs> I am one of those people that will fully admit that a, a good a, a portion of why I love this movie is because it, it really does. It is a middle finger to a lot of those like pretentious it's Star a bit Wars fans that wanted all of their theories to come true in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I love from this point forward how it. I could feel the those people being shook when that happened. I will say though, I am shook. A lot of people call Ryan Johnson arrogant because, like, he doesn't admit to the faults. But I'm like, how arrogant are you to to say that the franchise is disrespected? Like, oh, only you know what Star Wars is. It's Star Wars is, and it's like I'm, I feel the exact opposite. I and feel the it's thing, elevated. The thing that I uh, like this a, shot right here. It is a beautiful, beautiful shot. shot. Ooh, but okay. It also encapsulates her loneliness. Yeah. Two like, two things. Two things I have to say about this. Um, number one, um, porgs are I, awesome. yeah, porgs are awesome. Okay, that's three. Um, I really admired the fact that they stayed on Skellig as much as possible. Um, what do you mean? On Skellig Island, the oh, island. I really admire that because I really love. 
the location. I think it's a really unique and fun. Yeah, because uh, it's like a, it's like a Glasgowian Scottish Scottish like island, you know, and it's really beautiful. Um, also, another thing I have to say about the movie is that uh, with Ryan Johnson's thing and all the theories. I don't know where I was going with this. Continue. Somebody help me. (laughs) I will say, a lot of people say Mm -hmm. you should have left Han. I mean, Luke mourning Han. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe. I I, I personally... this transition's amazing, though. uh, Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, it trumps anything. I personally don't need it. I I feel it's felt within the film, especially at the end. I do want to say, when we were talking about earlier about the lightsaber, because we we did kind of come off his dicks about, about that. About what? And about the whole fam. About oh yeah, yeah. I firmly believe that him throwing a lightsaber was it felt so right, and it feels it, oh, yeah, more it right, felt right every single time we see it. The re- the reason why it's humorous is because it's the complete antithesis of, of what, what you're you expecting. Expect. But that's it's the burning point. your expectations, Peter. <laughs> because that's what she's feeling. You are you are Ray. You are the audience. You okay? Okay. I remember what I was gonna say. Huh. All right. So there. Oh, I just want to say this is another like entire scene that I just find like perfect. We're gonna keep be catching up uh, with Mark because there's so much I want to say as well about this scene. But go ahead. There was an interview with Mark Hamill, and he said. How do you? How does it feel? You know, for you know, somebody like literally asked him, "How does it feel like to betray the lore of Luke Skywalker?" Oh, did someone ask him that? Yeah, <laughs> somebody literally asked him that. I mean, it 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 was not phrased that way, uh-huh. but it was pretty much like that. And uh, Mark Hamill said, "Look, I I may play Luke Skywalker, but Luke Skywalker is not my character. He's for other people. He's." He's for other people to play with. I'm just renting the renting the skin, you know. Which I know a lot of people like to hold up the fact that um, Luke, not Luke, and Mark Hamill doesn't like the direction that they took Luke. I agree. I don't think he likes it, but I also think he's wrong. Like it's o- it's okay. It I think yeah. he accepted it, but it, it's like just because an actor disagrees doesn't necessarily make him correct. And I think a lot of people hold it up like, see. It's like, yeah. I, I want to say about um, somebody on Twitter pointed this out, but actually really interesting. In the beginning of this scene, as General Hugs is walking out after uh, he explains that they've, I think, finished the hyperspace tracking of the ship, and Snoke is laughing, and then as Kylo enters, and then Snoke says to him, Do you wonder why I keep such a rabid curve oh. in such a place of power? Such a good scene. You're just a kid cowering behind a mask. I love it. He was talking shit about Hux to his face, basically. Yeah, but well, the line goes, it's like, do you ever wonder why I keep such a rabbit cur in a place of power? It's because Kerr's weakness, when properly manipulated, can be a, a sharp tool. And then he so smoothly transitions to house your wound. Because mm-hmm. Kylo Ren, a rabbit cur. He's also a tool. Exactly. I, I personally, I, I love how smooth that transition was, and how he's manipulating him at the exact same time. Oh, I love, I love it. It's kind of Shakespearean, the way that he holds the mask. What isn't Shakespearean? Like the song? music, right? <laughs> See, this was the movie that made me fall in love with Kylo's thing. It really was. It was used better here, a lot better. Um, it's almost kind of. I, I feel like that theme. The more it's used, especially toward the end of the movie, yeah. it felt more tragic. Yes. 
I get beautiful. It's just there's no light left. And then the way they transition, like it's it's really well done. Yeah. It's really smooth. I, um, I also say, for those who are like complaining that Han, uh, they should have left the Han morning scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you could perfectly see uh, the way that he's like gathering his thoughts right here. Well, just look at Chewie. Mark. Look how sad he is in yeah. the back. And we were just talking about him right now. Chewie's sad because he's sidelined in the movie. <laughs> and can I? And he's not that sidelined. He gets a few laughs in there. I must say this. Yeah, the pork scene and all that stuff when he was going to eat. Anyway, Mark Hamill has got to give one of his best performances his of his career. And I think that's the biggest thing that pisses me off about like the way people argue about it is that like it sort of overshadowed the fact that he's such an incredible actor and he gave like. I would say, like, Academy Award-worthy performance. Mm -hmm. Of this was, like, about, I don't know, like, slavery or something really dark, and he he gave this same level performance, you would be hearing Oscar buzz. The same kind of cadence if it weren't for the name Star Wars. If it wasn't a Star Wars, and it wasn't, like, so utterly divisive. Oh, can this I say scene. This? I love this. I this love this scene. I love of all the scene. things, well, there are a lot of things really, but this is one of the. Oh, this is this scene right here is among several that I did not anticipate becoming a point of contention. Because for one, if you drink milk, you really have no right to really say it's disgusting. But also, it is slightly weird, and it has that Star Wars sort of weirdness to it that I really yeah. love. I really do love it. Like, it's this alien creature, and it's great. It's very, wi- not, like, whimsical in, like, a fucked no, up way. No, 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 not whimsical, <laughs> just sort of, like, weird and offbeat, which I feel has always been Star Wars. But I, I don't know. That scene that he that he did right there was the last scene that he shot for the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Fun fact. It wasn't the the Jedi and the director thing. Yeah, oh, that's right. The that's director right. and the Jedi, and it was after after he uh, after he touched down with the cliffside. Uh, Ryan Johnson was, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mark Hamill's last day of the Last Jedi, and everybody there was like a little rap thing. I also it. want to take this moment to plug in the Blu-ray for this movie, in particular the Target exclusive one, because someone needs to brag right now. So. Well, you have it too. Oh yeah, that's true. I have it. My sister has it. You have that power too. Me, I'm just looking at the cover of this gallery book. And look how beautiful this looks. You mean that Mary Sue on the cover? <laughs> and then that Gary lame emo guy? I don't know. <laughs> you see, I like the way that it looks when uh, when the fog is looming over the the tree. I like how this movie looks at any point. It's kind, of, it's kind of like how uh, we were talking about uh, in the Spider-Man home. Not Spider-Man. The Spider-Man audio commentaries when we were Speaking talking about like we never done an mcu audio commentary have i'm we, protesting go ahead Kyle. haven't we, we done a lot done, of films we've done, done a bunch of MCU, mcu movies before yes. bunch out of the 20 that there are right now um, just because they make a shit ton of movies doesn't mean we have to do it do everything yeah but anyway cool. back when, when they're was, worthy we'll do it how about back that? when i was what i was saying the way that you said, Peter, the way that they made New York look with all the smoke and yes. fog and everything yeah, like that, that, making New York kind of a character in itself. That's the way that I feel what they did with uh, with this right here is that they really made 
this tree, a character in itself, just the way that it represents like the old guard, the old ways. Yeah, and I like that. The past. And also, it kind of loosely resembles uh, what the what the last uh, what the old Jedi Order was, full of fog, full of like you know uncertainty and everything, and it really uh, mirrors what the old Jedi Order was back in the prequels. And I like that. It's like dark, luminescent. I, I want I want to talk about Ray's character. Okay. Because a lot of people talk feel like she doesn't go through anything and she's just kind of a Mary Sue. There's so much going on in this scene right now. I don't want to talk about her power levels because people talk about it like it's a video game. Like it's Dragon it's, Ball Z. Yeah, and it's really dumb. But if you want to talk about her character... She went from level 1 to 20 and like... Three seconds flat. <laughs> to talk about the characters, to talk about this whole new trilogy itself, because the whole trilogy, whether you wanted it to be that direction or not, is basically a commentary on Star Wars itself. I yeah. love this delivery right here by by uh, Daisy. Like, I'm no one. <laughs> also, Daisy really is fantastic, but the the whole. Force Awakens, I found, was very much... Oh, I, um, I second with your notion. I liked her in, a lot in Force Awakens, and I loved her in The Last Jedi. Force Awakens was a celebration of classic Star Wars. The Last Jedi, like every all good sequels do, was a challenge to classic Star Wars. Kylo Ren's character is basically... Like almost fourth wall breaking, you know, where do we go with Darth Vader? We can never be Vader. Never be Vader. Like, oh, that's it. That's the character. It's the same with Rey. It's basically, who is she? How does she connect everything? And it's about, that's kind of her whole story is her having this need within her to be, to belong somewhere, to be accepted. Mm -hmm. And so what she Again, has to deal with transition right here. Oh, I, another I one this. with Leia yeah. just out of hyperspace. Um, her whole story, or what she has to deal with in this film, is coming to realization and having to deal with the fact that she, um, what's it called? She has to find her own self worth, not try to find it through others. See another cheesy Star Wars line. Get your head out of your cockpit. I saw people said like it has bad like di- like dialogue, and I'm like, do they not? Have you? That's Star. That's why it's so. Difficult I should have noticed that Vader, Vader was holding her uh, leash. That's why it's so difficult to make a good modern day Star Wars film is because it is you have to intentionally make it campy and silly and have yeah. silly dialogue. And like a post For a Star Wars movie, it's excellent dialogue. In a yes, post that's like what it's supposed to be. In a post Jason Bourne Dark Knight world, people yeah. don't want that. They want awesome lightsaber battles. And gritty and dark and gritty. I I see people dark and gritty. ask for an R rated. You want a Star dark and gritty film. Batman v Superman? That's the worst thing that can happen right there. But I've seen people ask for an R rated Star Wars film, and I'm like, Do you not do know, you what, know Star Wars? what Star Wars is? <laughs> oh look, the greatest character of all time, <laughs> Mr. Fisherman Head, meme meme face. You know, um, earlier... It was completely disrespected. If I recall in The Force Awakens, you had uh, 
among a list of complaints, which I agreed with, in terms of that the technology hasn't advanced in 30 years. One example that we saw earlier in this movie is that little like portable back to tank that Finn was in, mm-hmm. the one that I'm looking at right here. Mm-hmm. So, that was cool. There's, there's, there's little things yeah. that change, but I still... I appreciate those things, by the way, but I just wanted to point that out. Again, not essential, but like the way I look at the film, it's understandable because it's all about commenting on Star Wars. Like, like I said, Force Awakens was a celebration. This, because in Force Awakens, you had a very similar setup to Star Wars, and whatever you, however you thought those setups would end, were how they ended. The Last Jedi is very much a transition because you have those similar setups, but however you think they're going to end. That's not the way they end. They end in a very completely different way. That also goes with the vehicles, the characters, and the world surrounding it. That's why I'm hoping J.J. catches on to that in Episode Nine. is just entirely different beast. It, it's so funny how a lot of people complain about, oh, J.J., this is not the kind of thing that J.J. envisioned. And this no, is not this is better. Everything. And the thing... It is. And, the, and it's so funny that J.J. himself admits it. He's like, this is the movie I wish I Can I just say, made. because uh, I think it's no secret, he loved this movie. Yeah. He loved Last Jedi. Because I have no problem saying, like, I don't think George Lucas liked it. I don't think Mark Hamill liked it. But the one person I feel genuinely liked it was J.J. Abrams. I think he more than liked it, honestly. I think he really loved it. And I, I, I think people were trying to say, oh... JJ's gonna be pissed because they ruin everything he set up. He set and nothing I'm like, up. He set nothing up. There was like no plan, which I, that's a whole other discussion, which I'm glad. Okay, I'm, I'm glad yeah. there's no plan because this, to me, this fits perfectly with The Force Awakens, though. Like, people need to stop asking for a Marvel style plan for Star Wars because. Star Wars is not Marvel. Star Wars is Take not it from Marvel. me. And also, also, the thing is, yeah, you have your Taika Waititi's, you have your James oh Gunn's, and the all moment, that stuff. Here's the moment that ruins Star Wars forever. But the thing is, is that. <laughs> Uh, you can't really have that. The thing about the mixed Star Wars special, especially the original, is all three directors' uh, original visions. You have Richard Marquand, you have Irvin Kirshner, and you have George Lucas. And you got unique little looks at uh, each individual uh, director's uh, palettes, you know? It'll, it, it'll get stale. Yeah, I mean, that's what kept it fresh. Why do you think a lot of people... Uh, it's surprising me how much... People adore Thor Ragnarok and put it as their number one favorite uh, MCU movie, and that's because it's a Taika Waititi brand, you know? I also think that film's still held back by not going full Waititi. Go full Waititi. I love Thor Ragnarok. But we're not doing this. We're not doing that. So... I love how they just let you sit with what happened with Leia. We just like blew past that. I remember when this happened, I was so distraught because I didn't know like what just happened. And then Kyle looked confused. Yeah, I was like, so that's how they're going to... And then uh, they do this and I was like, okay, she's not dead. Can I say this? And I know this really sounds like full of myself. But if you don't like this moment, do you like Star Wars? That's the truth, yeah. Like, like honestly. Because a lot of people are like, oh, of all the ridiculously stupid, goofy shit in Star Wars, 
for some reason, people feel as if this is the point where they jump the shark. This is the point of no return. <laughs> uh, oh my god. She was blown into space for about a minute, and then she used the force to lightly pull herself back. To be honest. Oh my god, that's the. Is, this is ridiculous, guys. And this is worse than midichlorians. To be honest, uh, that line that Star Wars crossed has uh, long been dead since they invited a reptilian uh, rabbit to be on your screen. So I think that's where the line was crossed. He's talking about Jar Jar people, just to make no. sure about that. No, I think this fits perfectly with the cheesy, um, uplifting camp that but you I found think, in those original to tell you, I think it was a very... It was perfectly I'll tell you Star Wars. I'll tell you for me, I agree with you. But I think it was also a very empowering moment to have Leia have that moment in this movie. I think she has a lot of great moments, but I think that was the moment for her. Um, also transition, he picks up to mm-hmm. look at it, boom. We cut but it's also, I think, rather emotional, c- considering the fact that Carrie Fisher did pass away before this movie was released. But to see her, for a moment we all think that Leia was killed. But then to come back from the clutches of death as soon as well, she didn't die. I think people, I think people thought that she did die, and then she revived herself at some point. But I don't this know. This got some weird shit. Like yeah. people thought she literally flew. flew. People lay a fly. Like, is what it's it's dubbed now. But this is space. Do you know how? Even though it, it is it is like sci-fi fantasy, but there are still some ground rules when it comes to space, right? This they, is, they, fantasy stretches reality, right? It, it doesn't completely throw it out the window because if you throw it out the window, there's no stakes. Right. Like, yeah, explosion in space is kind of dumb. And it's not scientific, but it's not to the point where I d- it still it stretches it just enough, I think. It's where it feels like a fantasy, but it, it doesn't feel like, well, then nothing matters. I just in don't this understand world. how that can come off as offensive to people. Like, they really jump the shark. It's like. R2, yeah. Hey, R2, your one and only moment in this film. <laughs> That's where I think about fi- people who were really sidelined. That was, he was yeah, sidelined. R2 was sidelined. But he still gets a moment. That, that moment right there when he says R2, it feels like old original Luke. Yeah. old Luke. Like that hope and glimmer in his eyes. It felt like old Luke. Watch the language. Also, if you want to talk about fan service, this is this how is you do fan service correctly. There are a lot of great fan service quote-unquote moments in this movie. But they're One, actually integral to the story. Yeah. That's so like, like this is perfect right here. And this is the moment in the audio commentary where I start crying. Oh, God. is it really? This is beautiful. And you know what? I hate Star Wars. <laughs> That's it. That, that shot of R2 like Looking at at, uh, at Luke Skywalker, like that was a cheap trick. Cheap move. It's also very sad too. It's funny, but it's really sad, honestly. That's a great motivator for uh, for him getting back into the thick of it because that's what got him into the whole adventure to begin with. That little projection. Don don don. Also, it's great that they kept the raw footage after all these years. Well, R2 did. Well, no, I'm not. I'm talking about like behind the scenes that they kept the raw footage of. Hey, Akbar people, here's your moment. Oh, no. Akbar's 
dead. They oh, acknowledge she's dead. All right, let's move on with our that lives. That humongous character. That one that held the most See, weight. If your argument is that Akbar should have been the one to... Are they still crying? No, continue. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just wiping my eyes. Don't worry, I'm embarrassed for both. Is this for Akbar? Is it for Tears Akbar? Tears for Akbar. <laughs> it, hey, guys, it truly was a trap. <laughs> uh, but for the people... Oh, no. Oh, it's a girl. The SJW. She's got purple hair. Oh, my Whatever God. shall we do? Why are they attacking my rights as a man and showing a woman with purple hair in charge? Why is she wearing a prom dress? Ah, <laughs> My eyes. Oh no. Yeah. That being said, I really like Holdo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do. She's oh like. Peter. Uh, Peter. <laughs> might as well stop the auto commentary. There was no getting back from that high moment. Uh, we can try. How can people hate Laura Dern? She's she, also to me. She is the female Tom Hanks. She's great. She, she, she really wow. That's a that's a big statement. You can't hate them. You just can't. Um, there is a lot of people complaining about her dress too. Apparently, and the do they not remember Leia's on Mothma? Not only not only that, but. She has pretty much a, a gray version of what Leia wore in the first movie. But, like, that's what blows my mind is, um, like, the, the original rebellion was literally led by a woman. And now they're like, what? You're, you're, you're putting women in charge and you're sidelining the male characters? And I'm like, that. This is Star Wars. This is and if, and in case they forgot, I'm pretty sure Rogue One reminded them of that. Yes, and yeah. also Holdo completely explains word for word why she doesn't tell him the plan. She tells him the, the Leia's last act was demoting you for going off on your own and getting people killed. Yes, you were successful, but. You you were the last kind of person that we need right now, so I'm not going to tell you the plan out of fear that you're going to f it up. Because and guess what? We're a breath away from extinction. She was right, because he kind of oh. f's it up a little bit. Here, guys, here we go. Oh my god! Let's talk about the hits this. Just keep on coming. Well, first of all, for everybody, Kyle. Kyle, wait! I, I no wait. Wait no wait please. no no wait wait. Let me just say this. What? I'm so proud of you that you 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 have a sister that came out in a Star Wars film. That's so cool. As okay, as an <laughs> as an Asian, I'll, I'll accept it. It's not because of Asian. It's not. It's not an Asian thing. It's remember. Oh my gosh! It's not a race thing. Are you sure? Because isn't it always a race thing? No, it's not. Um, like, anyway, I'm being serious. What was the point of that? Because his sister looks like Rose, the younger one. Sophia. Yes. Sophia, I love you. Just, uh, just so, just so you know. Um, I think Rose is great. So, Kelly Marie Tran, the world doesn't deserve you. I, th I like this moment. I like this little moment. Well, I mean, I, I personally do want to say. 
throughout this entire film, I thoroughly enjoyed Rose. I think Kelly Marie Tran was more than charming. I thought she was very enthusiastic. And, and I not liked, only that, a welcoming addition to the Star Wars. And an embodiment of what rebels really are and of course the purpose she served uh, for uh, forwarding Finn's story arc but aside from that I think it's also have more representation in films again this her being that race does nothing it whatsoever. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. To right, it, it really doesn't. I mean, it, it matters in the sense to people who are of that race to see themselves on the screen. But it doesn't but matter in terms within the of story. The film, exactly. Yeah. Like they literally. This that's what really blows my mind. They mention females once, and that's when Snoke's yelling at Kylo, saying, "You lost to a girl who had never held a lightsaber. You failed." And. It, it had nothing to do with really the fact that she was a girl. It was the he, fact that oh she never God. held a lightsaber. Yeah. But, like, the fact that Holdo's in charge, she's never like, why don't you like me in charge? Because I'm a woman. You know, like, she never oh says anything God. like that to, like, Poe or I'm anyone. I'm only just realizing now what you just said about that line. Because when I hear that you lost to a girl who's never held a lightsaber, the part that I immediately went to is who's never held a lightsaber. Yes. It never like, oh, you lost to a girl. If that's what you took out of that moment, that says a lot about you. I'm sorry, but that's the fact right there. I think, that's not the point. No, I think if you think this is a quote-unquote SJW film, that says everything about you. <laughs> because, I, honestly, I actually find that offensive to more conservative views. Because what are the political statements in this film? Child slavery, bad. War profiteering, bad. Nazis, bad. And um and what's it called? Um torturing animals bad. Which isn't new well, for this franchise, might I add. I know, fuck <laughs> you. Like it's Well, in in the modern cons- No, d- d- we're not getting controversial. Uh I know. But my point is like that's those aren't controversial opinions to say. They shouldn't those, be. They shouldn't be. It's so weird to me. Slavery was literally Anakin Skywalker's backstory. And it's like, for, again, like I, I just said before. Child like, slavery as that. The politics that have always been in Star Wars. What's the plot of the first movie? Star Wars. Wars are political people. Well, I mean, <laughs> the whole uh, initial conf- um, conflict is between rebels and an empire yeah those are two political terms and like, let me tell you this we you, you and i both love star wars the clone wars animated series yes. i'm sure a lot of these anti-sjw people love that show too that show is filled with minutia politics yes yes, yes defend yes. that for me you know what i'm i mean attack that for me let's see that i miss the positivity Who is that angry yeah Honestly, I wasn't going to come into this angry. I was actually pretty happy, but I don't know. We just uh, No, but you know what it is? It's, it's just not, the way that it swings. It's not about people disliking the film. With that, I have no anger. It's the people that claim that, that they're like the biggest Star that, Wars fans no, and no, know no. thing. It's that they're claiming that Star Wars is trying to politically shove ideas onto them when they're the ones that are co-opting Star Wars for their own nefarious political agendas. And, and it, it has nothing to do with the film. They're it's literally like, running a political uh, revolution against Kathleen Kennedy. 
the, this whole thing, which it, again, and also least to mention, and I don't want this to be an ongoing thing, but I personally was beyond revolted and disgusted <laughs> by a lot yes, of. I do like Maz. I hope she comes back big enough. Yeah, I love Maz. Go ahead. I was beyond disgusted. Hey, Maz. <laughs> by the racist attacks that Kelly Marie Tran has endured. Oh, yeah. You know, I miss the positivity of you know her her social medias. It was so. Did you follow? Like, of course you followed. Yeah, you follow? I followed her. She was I very. Mean, again, it's one thing to attack her for I guess what you think of her character, but a lot of people just attacked her race. Which, no, why? But I don't even attack her for her character. That's so weird to well, me. Yeah, I'm not defending that, but that's one thing. But attacking her because she's Asian. Well, again, <laughs> it, it all goes back to people thinking that. I, I don't. I won't even try to get into their head. It's just you know what you know. What's the message? Don't be an asshole. That's just the message. PSA for you. The more the more you know. Back on Oct two, our heroes. <laughs> I like that. Okay, one of my favorite elements of this yeah. movie, going into this, was the whole interaction, forest interaction between Kylo and Rey. It was, it's it's a brilliant brilliant setup to have groundbreaking even. um the villain and the hero have to constantly confront each other but can't resort to violence so they just have to try to under not like, try to understand each other but talk. they eventually do they have to talk like it, i think it's great i think it's a I mean, really you see it right here she thinks it. she's right there she tries to kill him he did the same. Yes, they immediately try to resort. They can't to be in the same place together mm -hmm. at this point anyway. So you need to find a way for them to communicate. Also, and look, I'll say this. Um, when this first happened, I was like, oh my god, that's brilliant. I loved it. I oh loved my it. God. Also, it's a this, wonderful visual filmmaking trick. Yeah. It's really well done. Yeah, and also so by the sound, the sound design for this as well sells at home. Like the rattle when they go into the nether realm of the force, just to force communicate, is brilliant. Force Skype. We'll call it Force Skype. This is what we're calling it, yeah. Also, I saw um, the behind the scenes, and they had uh, Adam Driver physically there on set with her to communicate, which adds another layer of, uh, of uh, authenticity with this and the reactions that she has with... Uh, Adam Driver. When also, they're they're great together. The chemistry between Adam and uh, Daisy, great acting. Hashtag Raylo. Hashtag Raylo. Right. You know, for the first time, I'm I'm actually thoroughly impressed that you're that you're for a for a ship. You know, and so I think that's great. That's a natural progression of character. Go ahead, Kyle. I mean, Alexis. When, Are you going to talk about the fish people? We will. When Ben says, is there something else? I want to know, because it's never really revealed. He had to have known before, he had to have known before Ray had gotten to the throne room that Snoke was manipulating this, right? I don't think he did. No? No. Okay. Remember, Force is, is almost like a religious entity. I think he felt like there must be some... Demonic, even, sometimes. Well, yeah, light and dark and all that. <laughs> Okay, but I think he probably thought there's some higher purpose as to why we're being connected. Of course, I think like he viewed it more in that. I love this set. Destiny. I love this set. I love this scene. I love how it's lit. I love everything about this. It's, it's lit, lit, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> Hashtag lit. I, 
I like how I I freaking what's his name? Snoke. I like how he created like essentially space tinder between uh, Kylo and I'm ignoring that entirely. If if you look at the film, there's constantly a fan in everyone's face. It's kind of like JJ's lens flare. Oh my god! Yeah. I, just, I like I like this. This scene is a lot. one of my favorite scenes in the movie, but also one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars because I think this explanation of the Force. If I'm being honest, it may even top what Yoda did in Empire. Honestly, in terms of how and how it is executed, the dialogue and the scenes and how it is shot. Tell you, being honest with there, putting it out there. There are three or four, maybe even five scenes where, where it's just like. My all-time favorite stuff of Star Wars ever, um, and I agree. This is one of them. The three or four, I mean, in this film, I, I love this troll, troll teaching. This is funny. It. I'm sorry. This is funny. How do you not like this? I like the I like the look that he gives her. Right yeah. Here. Like when he does the little nod. Like you think <laughs> he has really expressive eyes. Mark, Mark Hamill was a great actor. Yeah. No, but I mean, just in like. Yes. Genetically, mm-hmm. I he, he's very like, like the, the way, way that he fluids. I mean, look at like, the way go, he fluids. The fluidity of his oh, okay. face. All right. I uh, one of the things that I really admire about him is I'm going to talk about another property that he does when he does work oh for. Here we go, Batman. For Batman, Batman. yeah. Uh, for those listening, you can just watch the movie and, and take in this scene. The music as well. And go ahead, Kyle. The way that he contorts his face when he records as the Joker, just like... He always gives his all. Yeah. And that's an admirable trait. Very daring. But all of these shots to represent warmth, life, death, life, art, the best you could use! Especially on the island. And and there you you see why they're on this place. And oh, I, I just... And why it was such a birth, almost like a pseudo birthplace for the Pseudo. force. Pseudo, yeah. yeah. Pseudo. Did you see? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> what can you do? Anyway. The, like, it's right like here. this. Again, right there. To say that the Jedi own the light is vanity. Can you see that? Because, you know, I think at some point we should see... Somebody like Luke Skywalker questioned why the Jedi Order fell in the first place. His, his her weakness lies within her constantly needing um, to be what's it called Something. accepted to to have a purpose, and she feels that purpose lies with her parents. And the dark side basically preys on your weaknesses. And I think this this right here was showing what her weakness was. Her weakness is not physical. Luke's weakness was physical. And I think people have a hard time accepting that. Mm-hmm. It... It's such a beautifully shot film. I just... It's every shot, really. Look at this one. Oh, my God. I don't know how people can hate the film. Like, I understand disagreeing, but like, because the way I view films is um, what you set out to accomplish is is how I grade your film. 
you know, even if I dislike what you set out to accomplish, if you accomplish that well, I'll be like, okay, then you made a good movie. It's not for me, but you made a good movie. And I do feel like they accomplished what oh they set Oh my God, out. lazy writing. Can't, can't they get gas? Oh, God. Oh, sure. Go to Space Shell or Space 7-Eleven. Get your freaking gas there. Also, I do want to say this. For a lot of people who are like, that boring chase scene, it's not a chase scene. It's not. <laughs> it's not. The whole point of them constantly, you know, having a quote-unquote chase, it's not a chase. What it is, is it's a ticking time bomb. It's so that there's always underlying tension and motion throughout the entire film. Movies do this all the time, except they do it differently. They say, oh, we only have 48 hours, like Mission Impossible, we only have 48 hours before the bomb, you know, is said to go off in Berlin. We need to find the bad guy. And the whole film is trying to find him. This is basically the same thing. It, it's and a, also, just it's a, a quick, stake builder. The resistance yes. is literally dying on the vine. They have little to no resources left. Again, I know... Everything Peter said was right, but again, I think from a logical perspective, from my perspective anyway, I think the fact that they are running out of fuel is really goes hand in hand with what is happening. I think maybe it's even a microcosm for what's happening to the resistance as a whole is that their 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 spark is being uh, um, put out. Yeah, let me get a little. Biblical here, but oh, I like God. the oh, I like the allegory of the uh, of like snake representing evil and it's a really yes, well it's a really well crafted film like that the lighting with the uh, the intimate lighting with uh, Adam Driver right here everything with Kyle and Ray I just love I think their connection is so great. It, Honestly, I, I'd argue that Kylo and Rey are co-leads yeah. of this new trilogy. I don't think yeah. it's Rey's trilogy. I think it's Rey and, and Kylo's, ben. Rey oh, and Ben's man. trilogy. Well, I guess it depends on how you see them. Yeah, that's Kylo right. Or ben. That's why I have the poster, the beautiful poster right there. Ben in the streets. And I like Kylo how... Kylo in the sheets. And I... <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> All right, here is the... I can't believe... Is that Hawaiian punch affecting you? That means I like it violent. Okay. I can't so, believe I'm going to say this, but here... <laughs> here we... Here we have... What? I know, you didn't catch that. I didn't catch it. It was I'll, a dirty joke. Dirty jokes are fun sometimes. I'll say this. The way that that... This part of Canto Bite was lit, mm-hmm. it did remind me of the prequels, but in a good way. I don't know how to explain oh, it. Oh, I love Canto Bite. Yeah. I'm going I'm to apologize about that. I could, Even the I, people that like the film are like, yeah, I kind of bought it. Kind of sucks. Isn't this pretty much the, the cantina again? Yeah. yeah. It's so much fun. It's, it's yeah. a different corner of Star it's Wars. A cas- it's a space casino. But it feels too much like Earth. It's bad. Really? That desert? And whenever he, I see Tatooine, okay. I'm like, that's my backyard. Like, that's the way I feel. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alexis, Peter, uh, you guys have deemed me predictable uh, in the past. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and fuck it. 
Uh, I'm gonna go use my uh, my one James Bond reference okay, here. Okay, here we go. Uh, I love myself some good casino scenes. I, I oh, love wow. it. I love it. I loved it since Doctor No, Casino Royale, and I loved uh, I love myself some casino action. Well, I, I are you great? can I just say? Uh-huh. And while we're cashing in reference chips, I want to say that earlier before I snuck in a Agents of Shield reference when I said a breath away from extinction, which was a line that was referenced by Deke in episode two of season five. It's so, a pretty vague reference, though. Yes, but. Okay. I, it was for me and me alone, but now I've revealed it since we had a James Bond reference. To be fair. Well, I will say what Star Wars does best is it looks at, like, tropes and, um, what's it, set pieces from other types of films and genres, and it does the Star Wars version of that. Yeah. Like, George Lucas has always done that. The chariot race was the pod race scene in episode one. From Ben-Hur. Yeah. The gladiator scene was episode two at at the end when all Uh of them are are there too. Fuck. The whole entire Star Wars saga is based off of Saturday morning serials. Yeah, I a, mean, is Star Wars is based off of something that out of play. I I don't know what. Also, okay, Kelly Marie Tran, perfect uh, delivery right here. Just say, um, she's a great actress. I want to see her in more things. He doesn't blink. That creeps me out. You see that guy's because he's very clearly a mask. Um, but that's well, that's great. That's Star Wars. That's great. I love the little cheap dollar store masks. Seeping into this uh, saga, this three hundred billion dollar movie. But look at how quick everything in Canto Bite goes by. It, like, uh, yeah, people literally. really swear, like, oh Jesus, forty five minutes on Canto Bite. I love. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> That's basically your space James Bond right there. Yeah, there you go. He's even dressed like uh, yeah. like Sean Connery was. There's a shuttle punkers. With shuttle punkers, that's a very is Star that Wars. Is or is that a practical effect? That alien. Basically, everything there was practical. That's why whenever people talk about oh, too much CG, I'm like, inside the casino, that's all real. Can Except- I get a Forces of Destiny episode with Justin Theroux's character in Mos Kanata? No. In a, in a, no. But, <laughs> <laughs> I meant in a, in a more adult, you know. Oh, God. Now you, who's making dirty jokes? Can I get a novel about this A novel? Two? That would be exciting. <laughs> they branch out fiction. to, to, to the get the Fifty Shades crowd. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they, re- they released some Star Wars novels and that. What, 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 what are we calling this? Because instead of Forces of Destiny, what's it going to be called? Star Wars Dark. Star Wars Dark. Okay. Star Wars Black. I don't know. Star Wars After After Midnight. I don't know. Oh, after Dark. <laughs> dark. <laughs> uh, I love this. The music is. I love race also, theme. I so love wonderful. the How did new. Alexis Moreno think that was white. The lightsaber. Oh, the lightsaber. She thought it was white. Yeah. Well, the glo- like the well, inner Texas part is white, but like the outer part is blue. I don't know. Like the glow. Oh, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I love the new sound design of the lightsabers. Ever since JJ's movie and the way that transition, it feels like you know if it hits something, it could really like do something. Well, which it does, which it does right now. That's what that was very missing in the prequel. But like every shot, I think is so well done. And I think it also shows how well trained she is on her own. Because at this point, she has not been trained with a lightsaber. 
But again, as we should have inferred but, in The Force Awakens, she was well trained with the staff by a staff, which... Yeah, and the way that she holds it is very much like her staff as well. Yeah. She's so, proficient, but not own. a master. Right. And again, that's the... People keep trying to compare it to Luke. I'm like, she's kind of the opposite of Luke. Luke grew up kind of coddled, you know, with... Very uh, coddled. You had a, a yeah. grand wizard creeping over your entire life for the most part she grew up having to fight and, and scrape and her you know, her entire life literal life mantra was survival wiped them out thank you for some <laughs> he was basically he was basically giving the middle finger to the old jedi order and in a sense, the prequels too. So that, that also, was great. there's a bit of hatred there toward Obi Wan and Yoda in particular. Just to be maybe not hatred, but like shade. Definitely. Like, why'd you let this happen? happen? Yeah. But I think it's more in like he's lashing out at them for his own mistakes. And again, a lot of hubris. People, that's such true. a great word. He's lashing out at them for his own. Mistakes. You know what's great that you said. Um, what I, a lot of people are, <laughs> Kyle just gave up. Um, what did he say? That he didn't say correctly? Hubris. Hubris. He did you? say it correctly. That's my point. Oh, he did? That's why I was oh. happy. That's why I was like celebrating. I'm so proud. Um, a lot of people are like, I, you, you just completely ruined, you know, the, the, the original 40 years of character and it makes no sense for his character. And I'm like. The number one part that people always miss is if it wasn't for those original three films that cemented him in legendary status, it would not have caused him to create this fear of failure. And that fear in of itself caused him to fail. And I love how like... So it's perfectly in line with everything that's happened. It's great um, character progression. I like how condescending he is when he says, uh, because I was Luke Skywalker. Are too salt and didn't do shit. <laughs> what was he gonna do? I don't know. They didn't kill Archie though. Archie was alright. He could. He, he could have used his jet jet pack. I know he could have used his jet pack to set them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, okay, I'm not gonna insert, I'm not gonna insert a three-page essay on why Clone Wars explained why he doesn't have that. I I believe I've explained that in the past. I'm not gonna get into it now. He doesn't have that anymore. Let's just you, put it at that. And it doesn't matter really. And I don't care. Beat me out of it. You ever been thinking about lighting right here? If you see confliction right here with the lighting, just the okay, one side's dark, one side's light. Perfect embolism right here. Great symbolism going into the whole uh, bit of her character. Love it. You at this? But but what she says here is true too. Kyle failed you. Hmm. So it's like they've all made mistakes. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it which interesting. Which is very human. Which is why these these characters are so relatable, and, and you can connect with them. This this movie has so many layers. I think we could do like multiple audio commentaries on this yeah. movie. I think we're doing a good job of just hitting the main yeah. points anyway so far. I love how the movie moves, though. I, I it, it moves so well. The more I watch never this bored. movie, again, I'm never bored. It's never sluggish, and I think. Here's, here's what I'll say about The Last Jedi. There are very few films that I've gone out of my way to see four times in theaters, but I saw Last Jedi four times for the first four days of its North American release. Mm -hmm. I And it kept... I kept wanting to go back each and every day, and I think that says a lot about this. Feel reserved at six hours. hours. The stakes, man. The stakes. 
Also, I like how they gave uh, Billy more screen time. Yeah, they gave her more screen time. And, and, and also, what is her name? Conics or something like that? They gave her a really difficult name. Yeah. Which I gave her a really simple Billy, Billy Lord. Lord. Oh. Billy Lord's Which name. Which is weird because Billy Lord kind of sounds like a Star Wars name to me. She did yeah. Sound. They could have just used I her name. If that's what she was named that. No. Billy Lord. Look, they have iwa- iPhone watches or whatever. iWatches. iWatches. Oh. Smart watches, right? I remember what I was going to say. For people that say that Cantobite has no purpose in the film, the whole purpose is... Um, fail. Oh, failure, but also it's in the... It's Finn. Finn's arc. Mm-hmm. His arc in The Force Awakens was... Running away. Running to not be a coward. Yeah. Um, to stand up something for, her, for his friends. This film is about finding a cause worth fighting for slash dying for. And that's what Finn had. Because you see at the beginning of the film, he doesn't care about the cause. He's really like, I'm just trying to save Ray. You guys are kind of doomed. This isn't my fight. Um, and by the end, through his um, journey on Canto Bite, seeing both the good and bad in the universe, he ultimately says, like, you know what? This is a cause worth fighting for. After, you know, peeling back the layers and seeing um, both the good and the bad that comes from this conflict. So yeah. Um, yeah. Also, a great little like kind of bow on the peripheral story gift, I guess. <laughs> uh, is the whole saying that uh, Rose has at the end of the uh, uh, battle is that you know, say don't fight what you hate, save with you what you love. And I I love the whole patience is a virtue kind of thing because that's what that's what Poe Dameron did in it. That's a patience thing. I will say, if there's one thing I could change with the film is that whole last bit with Ray, not Ray, um, Rose and Finn. I do think that's not that's not good. It's bad. The rest of the film though, I love. Really? LeBron James handled the LA. People are going apeshit crazy. Oh, wow. $151 million deal. It pays to sell out. See, look at yeah. we. They went through a journey through the, um, what's it called? The sewers. The sewers. There's a Forces of Destiny adventure right there. There you yeah. go. So, yeah. More Forces of Destiny, Destiny stuff. stuff. By, By the way, way, I love Jenny Nicholson's video on the Forces of Destiny. She's great. She's amazing. Oh, that's another thing I was going to say. This film showed me my fundamental issue with Rogue One. Rogue okay. One was Among all me. about fixing a plot hole that didn't need fixing because there was no plot hole. Star Wars was goofy and cheesy and dumb, and that was kind of the point. And what had what has happened since Star Wars came out is that people don't realize that was kind of the point of Star Wars, so they've gone back through the EU and Legends and they've tried to fix it to try to make it to ha- have it make sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it doesn't have to make sense. It's it's a dumb cheesy fun action adventure. Um, a lot of a lot of people have forgotten the term of uh, camp. 
Well, and also, I think that needs to be reinstilled in movies and movie making. Star Wars, uh, the the films that best elicit wonder, do so because at least a portion of the film doesn't make sense. You know, your film has to, and I know this kind of sounds like a cop out, but it really isn't. Your film has to, like, not make just a little bit of sense in order to allow wonder to come into the film. And if you see all the the films that like Star Wars, like Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, there always has to be a level of, well, this can never happen. This is yeah. kind of dumb. Like, like, for example, like the whole 88 miles per hour thing, the whole yes. like 1.21 gigawatts you when need. You, when you actually stop and think about how the time travel and how it makes zero sense, and it's like that... That is necessary to elicit wonder in film. I, also, I like to point out uh, a huge part of Back to the Future. Also, I just want to say I think this chase scene is fun. It's it's Star Wars fun. Uh, I don't know why people hate it. The thing in uh, Back to the Future is that the whole way back home is convoluted. Oh, we need to you know get the get the lightning bolt at the, this exact mm. time and all that. <laughs> You're going to hit lightning in a bottle, pretty much, and that's your ticket way back home, and they were able, easily able to do that like that. So, uh, yeah, there's a little, there's convolutedness in, in movies, but that's okay. It's it's fun. It's not meant to be some sort of... I mean, we, we, we have been kind of adding this kind of academia-level uh, uh, thought process with this movie, but well, I would argue if Star Wars made a hundred percent complete sense, it wouldn't be as interesting. It wouldn't be as great as it is today. Also, okay, I know that they had like this bullshit like movie to uh, to fix a huge plot hole in the first one, but I love I love the fact that there was like a small little hole in the Death Star, and you had to aim. A, a torpedo at it to make the whole big bad machine blow up. If that sounds dumb, congratulations. You just figured out what, what Star, Star Wars, Wars is. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden the person who's like typing at the keyboard at the comment section is like, well, actually, um, there was a whole movie dedicated to and I'll, like, that's not the point. You know, you're supposed to go in and I think that's why I've always just hated the whole universe aspect of Star Wars. Because the, the great thing about Star Wars is those original films is the way they elicit this feeling of there's always something beyond the horizon, you know, something new and weird and different that we've never seen. And when you just have these rigid rules about what the world can and cannot be, mm-hmm. and don't you dare even overstep them even a little bit, then that wonderment is gone. It becomes as boring as real life. What do you think of DJ? DJ's fun. You know, um, he's he's no, uh, what's his name? Lando. Uh, he's no Lando. Well, come on. Are you going to beat uh, a good old glass Colt 45? But he plays his purpose within the film. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Let's go back to Rogue One. Okay. Uh, I, it really didn't fix anything. With the Not plot really. hole. Because a lot of people say, oh, it fixed everything with the plot hole of the first Star Wars movie. It really didn't because 
notice how Luke had to use the force to put the torpedo. If that was given to any other pilot, the other pilot would have missed and the Empire would have fought again another day. Um, so it really doesn't fix anything. It was just like by circumstance that Luke was there at the right time. Also, that whole like plot point wasn't necessary for Rogue One. It could have just been like we're stealing the plan. But you had to give Mad Nicholson Kylo something to Ren, do. More like Kylo so Bay. Bay. <laughs> Super thick boy. T h i c c thick. I okay. The thing that I really admire about Star Wars, though, about the fan community, this is one positive of the fan community. They make the most complex memes ever. The and best I memes are Star Wars it. memes. That's absolutely true. But like after this, I was not. Uh, my sister Sophia was telling me uh, how she was like, "This is going to be a meme. I know it." When when I uh, when. Kylo turned, turned around. around. Yeah, and you, you see shirtless Kylo Ren. And it was so beautiful how uh, she was like, this is going to be a meme. Next day, instant meme. Uh, and it was everywhere. It was like the meme of the month, I think. I love it. I love their connection here. Also, I like how kind of like, because usually when you're like stripped down and you have like nothing but, you know, your skin... You're usually left vulnerable, and I liked how they filmed. I feel like people that hate this film feel this was the real scene. <laughs> like him just being like, fuck you, and trying to kill him. No. People are allowed to dislike this film. You can have legit criticism. Um, also, I like the, the fact that it was, uh, it was Luke's old lightsaber. No, the um, the blue one, the the one that Ray is using now. Oh no! I, oh oh, you mean with Kylo Ren? With oh, Kylo Ren, that that, that 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 adds a little level of authenticity with the uh, with the Force Awakens when he says that lightsaber it belongs to me. It really did belong to him. I like that little detail. It's oh. it, it, it yeah, it could be like not added or anything, but I like that it adds another layer. Yeah, this movie is. This movie is like ogres. It has layers. It's like onions. <laughs> onions are like ogres. What about cake? Everybody likes cake. <laughs> um, Basically, what I'm trying to say is Shrek is love and Shrek is life. Like, people wanted the original like at the end um, where Kylo and Luke face off. People wanted him to have the green lightsaber instead of the blue one. I, I I don't care. I don't think it matters th either way. I think it was beautiful perfection. Him using the blue lightsaber because that's the one that he entered the force with. Uh, he entered the force using that lightsaber, and just the fact that he left the force, kind of using that lightsaber, is beautiful. In a way, it's it's kind of. It's kind of what uh, respect in like old uh, samurai lore. Bless you, your sword is everything. You know when you're even buried with your sword. Um, it's kind of uh, it's kind of synonymous with that kind of uh, thing. So I like that. This scene, 
amazing scene. I really love this scene. There was a, a at a at a con. I think it was WonderCon or something like that. A bunch of Rays. There was a bunch of Ray Rays cosplaying, and they did the whole snap thing. And I think I like I like weird movies in general, but. I guess my thing is Star Wars is. Well, you made me watch The Witch, so. It's not that weird. Star is always. Black Phillip. That's weird. It's a horror icon. It's great. Um, Star Wars has always had like a, a level of weirdness to it, and I and I think people really reject that. It's the same way mm-hmm. they reject the cute characters of Star Wars, and I'm like. I mean, I get if it's not your favorite, but that is an integral DNA to Star Wars. I feel. Like you love Chewbacca. Chewbacca was the original like cute character. Cute character. Yeah. Um, also, I'm gonna take back what I said when I was a when I was a cringy uh, cringy teenager. Oh, what did um, you say? Uh, I now that I'm looking at it. Oh, I, this also perfectly shows that like not only was she, she asked for her parents, it showed herself. She raised herself, and also she can only find um, purpose through herself. Perfect. Go ahead. Um, the Ewoks are badass teddy bears. Ewoks are great. I love the Ewoks. <laughs> there's there's a lot of things. Cringy teenager me. What was what's going on in your mind, buddy? A lot of things I don't like that um, George Lucas has done with Star Wars. Um, Ewoks I've never had a problem with. Like growing up, I look like when I was a kid, I loved everything Star Wars. I grew up and I looked back and I'm like, mm, there's a lot of stuff that I don't like, um, specifically, basically, you know, prequels. But I don't know Ewoks. I think again, it's it's all part of this like judge me by my size. Do you you know? This is Yoda said. This, this is, is the, the most sensual scene in Star Wars. I'm not talking like in terms of dirty. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, I am absolutely sure. That because Luke this Leia is... kissing scene was pretty hot. <laughs> uh, the reason why I say something of that is because this is probably the most vulnerable yeah, intimate man. scene between a couple of characters. It's two people who feel alone in this world that, uh, but who share that connection because of their loneliness and they find comfort in each other. Like, yeah, that's a pretty... Vo- you see a lot of... The, the thing about this movie, movie, I think that's why a lot of... Uh, uh, but that's why I, I am kind of okay with Raylo. That's, that's why the, I, I, I'm okay with that. I think it's a part of, a, of the hardened uh, fanboy community, is that they're afraid to uh, show like any sort of semblance of intimacy. Um, and that's well, the reason why a lot of people are turned I, off with I just this movie. every time like a love um, type story Connection. Is, is made, it's like, oh, don't turn it into Twilight. Like, people have literally correlated love uh, love stories or just love in general to Twilight. And it's really weird the way that that happened. Also, a lot of, pe- a lot of people complain about this scene. Um, she never beat him. He slipped backwards. And, then and he, he uses the force to back on. Also, I, I think you would be taken aback, too, about somebody grabbing a lightsaber versus a stick. I think you'd be taken aback by that as well. That was the whole point. Like he he kicked her ass easily, and then she she just went straight to the lightsaber. 
That means like mentally she lost because she went to the lightsaber. No. I'm really afraid that JJ is going to bring back the helmet for Kylo Ren in episode nine. I hope not. I hope because that it's the just... whole point of destroying it was to move past that point for yeah, that. Yeah, like character. he's no longer the Vader fanboy. I really hope they they have a new kick-ass look for him where he like he's really like I'm God Emperor Kyle, you know, of the galaxy. Yeah, I still think it would be cool to have incorporate a type of crown because he would he would do that shit to himself. Um, like he's the shit. Very hot topic. <laughs> um, I have a daddy's little monster T-shirt. Daddy's little. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> Love it. What? What? Uh, wait, Kylo, what is your favorite band? Uh, Thirty seconds to Mars. <laughs> Thirty seconds. It'd be perfect. Uh, we'll have a Rick and Morty Funko Pop. Yeah. His, <laughs> On his like little his, uh, Tie Fighter. Yeah. Uh, he he he's like the way that he looks. If I were to describe a song, uh, to describe Kylo Ren, I would say it's uh, "Welcome to the Black Parade" by Panic at the Disco. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Uh, no, it's My Chemical Romance, right? Yeah, My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance, yeah. It's not It's not that. Oh, our beautiful host, um, Alexis Soto, just offers us a sandwich. He offers us food, yeah. He offers us food. Isn't that nice? What a gentleman. Yeah, what a very, very nice person. Um... Anyway, oh my this is this is the part where, Oh my gosh. This is the part where I said Okay, I love this film. Absolutely love it. Um I was hoping that they would bring Yoda back to the There was rumors. Yeah. But just seeing Yoda, not only just like Yoda, but puppet Yoda, just but really brought it back home. Also they didn't do it just to do it. There's a real purpose behind this scene. And this is also, like I said, there's three or four, maybe five scenes that are all time favorite Star Wars moments. <laughs> this is one of them. This, oh, this is one of your favorite Star Wars moments? Right? Yes. It's oh, beautiful. Wow. It is a beautiful thing. Also, a little fun fact for uh, for the kids at home. Uh, I really like that they use the molds for the Empire puppet. That's cool. That's badass right there, him using the the lightning bolt. I will say, I was watching um, a certain YouTube channel. A certain someone said, oh, I really hope they define, you know, what the powers are of force ghosts and, you know, what they're supposed to be. What are their power sets? What, what, what is it they can do and they can't do? To which I say, no. That yet again defeats the purpose of the mystery of what they are and how they function. The force itself was supposed to be a, this all uh, mystery. It's, it's, you, uh, you, the great thing about Star Wars is you peel back layers. You should be able to peel back layers on the force with each episode. But you never see the full onion, so to speak. Or the full ogre. 
It's like it's like uh, peeling artichokes. It takes a while to get to its heart, you know. But like the, the conversation that he has with him about masters and failure, it's just so I I just love it. It's so well done. Best moment. Best, also, uh, what's it called? What? Also, I find it really nice. And uh, um, which, by the way, for those who are uh, like uh, who actually like this movie. Go and watch Director and the Jedi. Great documentary. That moment where uh, Frank Oz and uh, Mark Hamill are reuniting. Beautiful moment. First and then talk. Look right here. Beautiful. Failure is. Like, that's some classic Yoda lines right there. It really is. That beautiful shot, that metaphorical shot of watching the old Jedi ways burn. But it, it's it's a it's not about destroying the past; it's about growing beyond the past. Like he says right there, they are what we grow beyond. Luke grew beyond Luke. I mean, um, Luke grew beyond Luke. Um, Yo, Luke, Luke grew beyond Yoda, Yoda in a sense. Look, we're off Canto Bight. It was like 10 minutes tops. It was literally two scenes that were both like 10 minutes. Hold on a second. Behind the scenes stuff going on. Well, you could have just continued talking, Kyle. Well. And I have returned from hosting duties. I will say that scene with Yoda... Um, perhaps one of the most uh, emotionally filled scenes I mean for me anyway the fact that that worked off so well and I already agree with Peter so I didn't even hear what he said but I'm going to agree with what he said because he's probably right so you should say that for everything I didn't hear what Peter said, but he's probably right. So go ahead. When it came to, to, to Star Wars in this movie, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not Rebels. <laughs> I will offer no comment. I think Peter has a doctorate in The Last Jedi. At this point, I should. If there's such a thing exists. I'm like... Like a lot of people saying, like, they're just... They feel there's nowhere to go after this. They're just so unexcited for episode nine. I am just, it's a year and a half away, and I am so goddamn giddy and just just want any piece of information I can get on episode nine. Like, I'm happy I'm really, it's a year and a half away. Um, yeah, I am, but like, as much as it's like uh, a year and a half, I'm also kind of happy about that. Because you know what? It's going to be really interesting to see where the quote unquote fandom is at. A year and a half from I now. I don't care. I don't care anymore. It'll be. I don't care, but it'll be interesting. I'll say this: Look, I love Star Wars, but I don't need to be full on Star Wars every day of my life. I need a break from it. Like I need a break from everything else. I just came back from Disney, and I could not care less about Star Wars. I went out of my way to be away from Star Wars because I just have had enough of it. You, there is. Uh, it's been my, six months, and I'm still going with Star Wars. So I don't know what's going to stop it. All evidence to uh, his contrary. You said you came out of uh, Peter Martinez came out of uh, Disney, uh, a Disney property. Positive, he did. 
But why do you act like that's weird? Because you you're and you're very anti mouse. No, I'm not. See, this is you're anti corporation. That's a difference. This is I'm not even anti corporation. This is a lie that you guys uh, perpetrate constantly. I didn't say that. Do I disagree with a lot of things that Disney does? Absolutely. But I'm not inherently, oh, everything Disney bad. Why did you come out of Disney property uh, positive? Oh, I do want to say, um, Disney, get rid of that goddamn automata ride. It is the most boring piece of shit ride I've ever been Autopia. on. Autopia. whatever. I've ever been in my life. The one chance Kyle gets to correct somebody. Good on you, Kyle. I know. He used it. Don't worry. I do want to say, I did make uh, fresh popcorn in a Star Wars or Last Jedi popcorn bucket. And I'm drinking Pepsi out of a Star Wars The Last Jedi cup. I'm eating a sandwich out of... <laughs> it's, it's a regular plate. But, <laughs> but I'm watching The Last Jedi. <laughs> Good popcorn too, apparently. Apparently. Look, it's the millennium. There it is. The books, I know. That thief. I didn't catch that the first time. No, she's not a thief. She's a, <laughs> she scavenged the books. That's what it is. Ryan said it, he felt it was important to make this ape shuttle look like um coffin. A coffin. That's the impression I got. Which. Sets you up for, and it gives you an uneasy feeling about the decision she just made. I like this. I like this. Drop later. <laughs> Great Millennium Falcon little thing. Great use of your Falcon. By the way, if you want to see more Millennium Falcon, go see Solo. Solo, a Star Wars movie sponsored by Denny's. You're gonna have Denny's to go. Or you Denny's. I love their pancakes. I'm sorry. I, I, I just love them. Especially their chocolate chip pancakes. They have reasonably priced lunches as well. They have a house salad and a house soup. Put that with a burger and fries. Classic American diner lunch. You got a stew going. <laughs> Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. <laughs> oh, you, got, you still got bone marrow on this. Bone marrow. <laughs> Like dealing with because that is something that's difficult with space. Because see how they're going underneath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that space really doesn't have an up or down? Yeah, uh, it doesn't have a north, south, east, west. It's wherever. That guy lost his job. He, yeah, you better have. Well, he's probably dead. He's probably killed. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly, a lot of people survived. I'd say that collision course. How dare you? How dare you defy my orders? Don't you notice my purple hair? <laughs> that means I'm in charge. Don't you see that I'm a girl? Look, all the leaders are women. <laughs> oh no, there's a guy. I also love this. Great, I love gag. that. I'm, great visual gag. 
a lot of people are like, oh, you ruined Star Wars. I'm like, my theater was cracking up. It's just a cute transition. Yeah. Like, what it's not, it, it doesn't stop the film. Is that guy's head? Like, what is going on? <laughs> Did you see that? The helmet? Yeah. It looked like it was connected to something. And it's Charles has, Xavier. The Empire has done that. This asshole right here. Does he not know that snitches receive the stitches? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like your sound effects. Awkward, am I right? This felt so Return of the Jedi. I, I, for intentionally, of course, but I yeah. was like, well, that's what I was talking about. There's a lot of scenes in this film that, like, like the Force Awakens had scenes where they start out, you, they're very Star Wars. You think you know where they're going, and you absolutely do. This one, because it's a transitional film, it very in, much intentionally starts with scenes that you think you know where they're going, and ends them in completely different. Um, in a completely different place than you would have assumed. And it's better for it. Yes. It's not, and a lot of people are like, what's the point of just subverting expectations or to subvert expectations? I don't think this film did that. All of it was for story purposes. It all made sense in my eyes. But, you know, who am I? I love this throne room. I fucking love it. I think this is the boxed, red yeah. of the whole entire shebang is so aesthetically pleasing. I love the use of red in this movie. The whole color scheme of this movie is arguably red, and I love it. Look at the poster. It's right over there, right next to the television. Which he hated for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, you hated for a total of 10 minutes, said it was the worst thing ever. And then for some reason, somehow, I have no idea why you came around to the only he didn't announce that. I know. After I saw the movie, my, <laughs> my, uh, uh -huh. my feelings on the poster have uh, been subverted, much they like my expectations. This politician. My position has evolved. Yeah. I gotta say, I also like DJ. It's like he's not the biggest point in the movie, but I like what he's doing. I think he works. He works more than he does in I thought all three of these, like, plans are corresponding at the exact same time, and they all fail one after the other horrendously. Which, again, is the point, people, of their failings and their setbacks as characters. Well, ultimately, that's why at the—oh, I love this right here. Because <laughs> you can see Laura Dern say pew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, she does that? Yeah. I didn't notice that. They said um, behind the scenes that it was difficult to shoot that scene because she would not stop saying pew. Like, pew, pew, pew. But like, I guess she wouldn't do it on purpose. It would just come out. Like, she, well, Oh, really? Yeah. That's a, okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that was the that was the hard thing about uh, about doing Ewan McGregor's lines and doing the um, doing the dubbing because when he was doing the lightsaber things in the prequels he was like wah, wah, wah. I mean it is kind of hard it you is kind of feel like if you're doing it you want to you want to hear you wanna, it you want to do the wah. 
Which what if what if you randomly saw like a lightsaber go through the middle, and then they bust open? Oh my god, it's Qui Gon Jin. Bring it with Maul. No, because remember Qui Gon. I know. Yeah. Do this. He's going up the ventilation shaft. <laughs> What's wrong with your face? Shoot her or something. Shoot <laughs> her. That's award-winning dialogue right there. What? Oh my gosh, slay. And white. It looks like a towel. Very like fancy. She just got out of the spa, guys. Like there's your daughter. That's cool. Adopted pet, I guess. Pet. It's a droid, sir. Oh, don't go into the whole droids rights thing. That droids rights. <sighs> you have a choice, you know. Solo's <laughs> a movie. Um. <laughs> Like a lot of people said, well, why didn't she just use a droid? She's not wrong. You're not wrong in saying that, but it's like, you know, would have what? what well, oh, okay. well, here, here's here's one fun police. Would a droid had to? Would a droid had taken the initiative to turn the ship around and crash into the cruisers to no, save the resistance? They wouldn't. There you go. Yeah, that's also the thing. Oh, but it, it she has one of the most admirable Akbar because he's a character. I have to say, Holdo has one of the best character deaths in Star Wars. Oh, easily. It means something. <laughs> oh my god. You know it was more than that. Who <laughs> was it? Love Snoke. Me too. Yeah. And I, and I, if you remember, I was one of those people that are like, you have to tell me who's. You have to explore. It. I really need to oh, know. We do know who he is. He's Ezra Bridger. He's Ezra Bridger. Bridger. He's still alive, you know. It makes me like him a little less. <laughs> what I was saying, I don't know if you heard me say, I really hope JJ. Um, able to stave off temptation and give Kylo his helmet back. I really hope they don't give his his helmet back. And that's one of my big fears. Like, but it, it's another thing where it's like, like, well, I want to, so boom. I really hope they don't do that. There's no need for it. But it sells toys. <laughs> Shout out to Andy Circus. Oh yeah, I forget he does this. Mm -hmm. That's how good he is. Yeah. It's almost like actor, he's like a good actor or something. When an actor could like melt into a role, so you know you're doing a good job. Also, like what he said was, um, what's it called? Was at the beginning how you're talking about uh, a rabbit, rabbit curve? curve. Yes. Yeah. That that was the fulfillment of that right there. He used Kylo's weakness. Yeah. And he used it like a sharp tool. Yep. To, to bring back, back bring Ray in. It's like, oh, Ray failed right here, guys. It's almost as if she's not a Mary Sue. 
Um, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Right here, she gets tortured. It's not like, I'm the most badass Jade ever because I'm a girl. You'll never get the information out of me. Girl power. No. He she gets gave it. her him everything. Yeah, everything. It's pretty much implied. And also, I love Poe's arc about learning to become <clears throat> a leader. Because guess and it, and being a leader isn't following orders. <coughs> it's simply not being a hothead and actually thinking about the long game instead of just you know temporary tempor- victories. Pulling out your gun and any time you can. It's not about temporary victories. It's about you know the long triumph. And it's one of those things that doesn't need to be stated. But I and I know that it didn't really like click in again because I I, I did feel the impact, but not until you put it in words a few months ago. How, in a lot of ways, Poe really is the son that Leia never got to have. Oh, yeah. I think that that's why you believe their relationship. And I think that's why it worked. That's why she wants she she wants him to have that leadership role. She sees in him um, a, a bit of Han. Yeah. Which, yeah. Of, oh, my God. But you have purple hair! <laughs> also, not a lot of stormtroopers. I don't mean like by, like, or like by number, but like if I, The Force Awakens, it was very stormtrooper heavy. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of personal one on one time stormtroopers. They are, though. But here, they're, they're very much background dressing, they're in the, the background. He's a weasel. That's what he is, and it's fantastic. He's a great weasel, too. Yes. I like how there was great. Wait, that was a. That was a. Oh my god, you betrayed him. Oh my god. He's like, I will take it and add it to my collection. (laughs) This will be a fantastic addition to my collection. I, I do kind of wish we can get away from like clones, not clones, but like troopers, storm troopers. Okay. I, I, I do. And I, what I think could be really cool, um, for like episode 10, 11, 12, in like 10 years when we get it, is, um, like this, this is my pitch for 10, 11, 12. It's, it's. It's not the Sith. It's just like a war, war monger emperor of like a specific race, and he's. I, I think it would work. And better then he uses this race as their yeah, kind kind of like Lord of the Rings and how the orcs. Or um, I, apparently you you're gonna start watching it. Um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. The way the the Firebenders are doing their thing. Yeah. This really is just a beautiful looking throne room. I love the way that it um it it, it encapsulates 
the entire characters in red almost signify a sense of doom. Also, I had originally heard that they were going to include the um, Knights of Ren, because the Knights of Ren are nowhere to be seen in this film. But I'm okay with that, because I feel like Episode Nine is going to bring them back in a really big, bad way. And it's almost like you're desperate at this point, Peter. What do you mean? Oh, for the Knights of Ren? No, 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 no. The Knights of Ren, they're coming. That's probably going to be the first glimpse we see of Episode Nine is the, is the Knights of Ren. But I'm really glad that he didn't use them here because it would have that would have felt like a waste. Because I think there's some. Because then there really would have been nothing um, villain-wise to go on for Episode Nine as far as like cool fight scenes and shit like that. And this is this scene right here cemented my love for the film. I have seen this specific scene maybe a hundred times. I love it. I love it. Okay. I want to know what your how you rewatch things. Uh, do you watch it beginning to end? Do you skip to? Do you stop by a scene and watch it a few times before continuing on with the movie? I've never watched a scene a couple of times. If I see it, I see it once. But okay. I'll see it a lot of times, just not one right after. So how many times did you watch the Vader scene in Rogue One? Uh, four times? I don't know. However many times I've seen Rogue One. Okay. Beautiful. This is maybe like seven. Great, great. Oh. And of course, the, the music. The, the camera pulls. Yep. And even though there's all chaos going around around them, but it just focuses on the moment between the two main characters. It's an amazing moment. And then also, light and dark this, working together. This is one of the best fights. In Star Wars, I love it. I love it because it's so chaotic, it's so beautiful, and at this point, I have no idea where this movie is going. And also, it's 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 not just a fight scene for a fight scene. It very much represents um, these two people meeting in the middle and working together. Uh-huh. It was which has never happened in the movies before. Isn't it, you've never seen light and dark work together like that? That was another reason in the movies. In the movies, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, when, You're wrong. Okay, that's great to know. Um, but going into the going into this, okay, going into this movie. All right, uh, you said that you fell in love with the movie right when this scene was happening, right? That's what I knew. I was like, "Whoa, I love the film." You didn't get that one? No. Oh, okay. We were, I was just here at a, at a place called the Mugger the, at the Seaport Village, and I bought. A couple of uh, the Infinity Gauntlet mug you see over there, but they also had a Praetorian Guard mug, which is pretty cool. Did you see this one? Burning the, I know. I, I never saw that one be shown to me right now. It looks really cool. Yeah. I love the Praetorian Guards. Yeah, I love their weapons. I do think that maybe they could have made them look more different than the guards. From well, but then it, it, it does go along with the theme. No, yeah. But the the um, the difference between them is that the others had capes. The weapons are also incredible. I love look it. Look at the fire! Look how beautiful, beautiful. it looks! And look what, oh my god! I, like, honestly, I've seen this fight scene so many times I don't get tired of it. I think it's so well done. 
Well choreographed too. But look at like the way she swings. She's obviously inexperienced, but she still has good enough skill. Plus, she's has force abilities. I love how he just not only has his lightsaber, but he's using their weapons too. How he brutally kills them. Yes. You think the people who are like, I want dark and gritty, would be more than happy with this scene? I think this was the one part of the film they actually liked. <laughs> also, everyone, this last part right here, everyone in my theater was like, oh shit, when he Where, does the like, right, me right too. into his face. We saw it together twice, right? You and I? Yeah. At least twice. Right? Everyone was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Fudge nuggets. <laughs> and the camera holds it long enough for you to have that oh shit moment. Yeah. It's so well done. It's such right. a well done film. I don't know. I and don't again, this, was, this set was actually it. burned down, if I recall yes, correctly. So they did. They built that whole set. Yeah. And they burned it down. To the ground. Let the past die. And again, this goes along. At the end of the film, everyone has learned their lesson. Who's who's learned from the past and has and their mistakes and has been able to move onwards. That's why all the heroes, their last shot is of happiness, of joy. Same goes with Luke. Everyone in the Millennium Falcon. The last shot you see of Kylo in this film is him on his knees in despair because he was never able to move past the past. Past the past, and I love how how she's too smart for this. Her face, I think, already says it all. Oh, you mean she's a Mary Sue? It ha- it's if kind you have of, flaws, you're an idiot. But if you don't, you're you're if you're you're a Mary Sue. It's kind of the whole uh, do as I say, not as I uh, do kind of mentality with him because he's telling. He's obviously telling her to like oh the past. No, but see that's the thing, because he's never able to confront his past. No matter how much he tries to kill it, he will never be able to move past it. Like when Luke says at the end, "You kill me, I'm always gonna be with you, just like yeah. your father." Hit. The last shot of him is seeing the dice. That's why he's in uh-huh. despair. No matter how he tries hard, he tries to kill the past. It's impossible. The only way he'll be able to get past his internal pain is to confront the past, the same way Luke did. Also, it's kind of funny how Luke knows that event. Like he's gonna look at the past regardless, and it's kind of cool how the last uh, line that Luke says is "See you around, kid." Again, that's another like. And a lot of people are like, why would Luke, um, Luke say that? That's kind of dumb. I can understand how they, may, they maybe they don't get like, oh, that's he's referencing the way Han speaks. How do we? Um, so what I really hope JJ doesn't do mm-hmm. more than the mask. Mm-hmm. I don't want to retcon the whole race parents thing. I oh, I don't want that retcon either. Dead on the th- ground. I don't think he will, though. That's one thing I'm kind of not afraid of. Okay. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I could it, be 100% wrong. I think it wrong. works really well the way they just yes. addressed it. I think she grew I think she grew to overcome that because of this. Also, I think of you especially if you go the romantic route. Oh. It um which there are signs that they might be going. Um them no, being related is, yeah. is it's Star Wars, not Game of Thrones. <laughs> Put it that way. All, this is one thing that I, I disagree with Ryan. I really wish that when it broke apart... <gasps> you disagree with Ryan Yes, Johnson. I know. 
Oh my that god. That hack fraud. Um, <laughs> when when the lightsaber breaks apart, I really wish that one end would have been gone to Kylo and the other end would have gone to Ray to Ray because it would have cemented like two sides of the same coin and the whole trilogy is basically their relationship mm-hmm. and you know the struggle from the light and the struggle from the dark and that and that lightsaber has seen both the light and the dark it's been in so, the hands of Anakin Skywalker it's been through everything I think it would have been really beautiful because then you know in the next film he would have rebuilt the, it into his lightsaber and she would have put it I think into her staff to have a cool can we just stop and like how can how is this movie getting more and more epic by the moment I love this how are people bored with this film execute Oh, and here's a scene. Here's a scene in the theater where you could hear a pin drop. No, no, no. I heard audible oh, gasps oh, from everyone. Like, I love how long it is. Oh my god! Every single time I saw the film, yeah, this was like a jaw dropper. Yeah. I heard kids go like. I, was, I remember yeah. one time a little kid was like, "Oh my god!" or like he said something <laughs> like that, and the whole theater laughed. But, yeah, because it... But it warmed my heart. I'm like, this kid's mind was just blown through the magic... Blown through the magic of cinema. Like, right. that's something... And I and I got to see that. That's kind of special. That's a cool thing. And just look at the background. I, I can't... I mean, I can't. I really can't. How can you... Also, how can anything top this going forward? This that's is just probably the most epic Star Wars movie... Everyone keeps saying, oh, for sure, J.J.'s trilogy is dead. Please not be true. Kathleen, put your foot in the sand and say... J.J. doesn't have a trilogy. You mean Ryan? Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's trilogy. That's what I'm talking about. Do you want a J.J. trilogy? (laughs) This is basically J.J. Yeah. Except for one. But, I mean, he he cemented all the characters. It's basically him. Which I will say, that's the best thing he did for The Force Awakens. Yes. Kylo Ren is easily one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time. And I do like Phasma. Like, a lot of people yeah. are pissed off with Phasma. I'm like, she is that... They they sold her as the new Boba Fett, and then they gave you the new Boba Fett. Yeah, except, I, I never... Except, liked, again, controversial, yeah. more badass. It, thank you. That's why I was saying, look, I was having this exact same conversation with Eric Eric Wong, a good friend Eric Wong. Uh-huh. I was with him at Disneyland with uh, Nettie, our good friends as well. We were in line for Mission Breakout. Amazing ride. You'll never get on it. I'll never get on it. But anyway, we were talking about Phasma, and I was basically saying, look, Phasma is Boba Fett, but she's better. Because yeah. she has cooler action sequences than mm-hmm. Boba Fett ever had in those movies. She is that I'm just there to look cool and be badass character. And that's okay in Star Wars because that's, that's okay. happened in every film. Look at Aura Singh. Like one moment in like Nana Menace. And well, she... that was more a cameo. Well, but I would true. compare her more to Darth Maul. Yeah. Like people oh, but not only, used better than Darth Maul. But not only that. Darth Maul is uh, more Let's go talk oh, yeah. about what? Gwendolyn Christie and how like what wonderful. kind of also, what kind of presence. Really Come on, I mean we've talked about I re- before. Like I, ca- I kind of hope she comes back. Like I want I really her do. to be the the wily Kylo- coyote of Star Wars villains. 
Or like, Beauty Wong in Jurassic Park. <laughs> where he just comes oh my back. God. He comes back for a scene with, with his, his bios <laughs> in his science room. Right. And then it's like, they thwarted my plan again, those crazy kids. And he packs <laughs> up his vials. I'll see you in the next film. <laughs> it's like it's like Doctor Claw and Inspector no, Gadget. Like yeah, that, he's Doctor Claw. I feel Claw. that franchise is just really becoming into a full fledged Scooby Doo. It, it's a complete cartoon now. Although, again, go for go go for it then. Go full cartoon. I'll watch it. That's far. <laughs> <laughs> I love hugs right here when he's like, "Well, let me double tap just to make sure." And then he slowly puts it back. I love Hux. I still would have shot him. I love Hux. I like how he's like If you were Hux, would you still have shot him if you were in the ground? You've seen him stop blaster bolts with the force. It's it's a risk Hux would not I would have shot him when he was Okay, what if you walk in and he's unconscious? You shoot him, right? Oh, immediately. Yeah. You double tap that body. I love this part right here. Yeah. How we automatically made him a bitch. Amazing. No, because it's like... This is our villain. Cementing that. Also because he does a very Vader move in the music. Supreme Leader is dead. <laughs> you know what it is? Mm. Um, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with, with Transformers. He's basically Starscream. Yeah! I'm talking about wait, which which one? Um what do you mean? Which character Star? Oh yeah. Hux is basically yes. Starscream, yes. which I think works out so well. Starscream, which is the... the, the um, he's the second in command to Megatron. to Megatron, and he's just a little weasel. Yeah. Um, but th- that dynamic, I think it works really well. I really like it. And he always tries to betray Megatron, but he always goes back to Yeah, him. but he always goes back to yeah. him. That's what it is. And Megatron always takes him back in. I never mm-hmm. understood that. Wow, you guys because having we like... A, we need an episode for the next they, Saturday morning. We're talking morning. about good Transformers shit, okay? Not... We're not you guys, new movie. I know, but you guys having like a profound conversation about with... Transformers. About Transformers. I like Transformers before Michael Bay came into the picture, I'll tell you that. I, I love, still yeah. would love to see a, a, a Transformers film reboot, yeah. whatever. I'm only slightly interested in Bum- uh, Bumblebee film just because it's not directed by Michael Bay. And the possibility of seeing a good Transformers film is kind of enticing. I lo- the real love story is between Poe and that droid. Yeah. Let's be honest. If you want to talk about uh, our Star Wars After Dark um, well, hot we had, well, Star we- Wars novels, there's some... We already had Lando and action. Yes, that was pretty open. It's it's possible. So now, but I don't think it's like it's like sexual though. What do you mean between Poe and BB? Po and I was BB. making a joke. Oh, serious. Did you really think? Did you take over that my seriously? head? Over my head. The sarcasm level. You're not. You're not Drax. You're not quick enough to catch it. <laughs> My reflexes are too quick. The ice foxes. I love the ice foxes. They're cute. Nice little design too. And I like the little the Death Star cannon. The Death Star cannon. The Death Star came back with people. And a lot of people are like, "Oh, there's a Death Star in every movie," and it's like, "This is it's a battering ram cannon. It's not an actual. It's not Death a Star. Death Star. It uses Death Star tech, but it's not. I have been. I rewatched The Force Awakens the other day, um, which. 
my love of the Last Jedi has made has caused me to rewatch it more than I would have if I hadn't. Um, and our killer base is just such a nothing, as such a nothing. Yeah, kind of disappointing because I think you can you could have done a little bit more with it. Because whenever I think about Starkiller Base, I think about that snowy battle between um, this read, this Kylo and... Episode, episode I seven. love the planet crate. I love it, too. I, th- I still Hold think on. Episode 7 is a good movie. Though. Oh, I love it. Yeah. There's, there's actually... The Last Jedi has made me love some moments in there that I didn't previously love. Wait a minute, guys. I think it works really well as Wait a, a companion to the two. Gee, I wonder how many times I've used this gif. Oh. And uh, what's his name? Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. I, I do like Gareth I, I feel bad for him, in a way. Why? People love him. No, that's true. You should feel bad for him. Bad for Ryan Johnson. He made a okay. great film that everyone hates. This is the most, like, epic use of your March of the Resistance. Dun, 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 dun. And I like this action scene. I love the Rebellion is Reborn theme. The new theme of this movie, also known as Finn and Rose, whatever, but... I love that theme. I yeah. This is funny. This How is can funny. this movie get any more great? I, and also, have you noticed this movie is flying by? It really flew by. To be honest, this is as close like that. This shot against the freaking. This is as close as to like a perfect Star Wars film you can make in t- today's age for me, anyway. Yeah, like. The Star Wars films are always going to battle for third place. That that's just a reality. Because it's going to be the first and the fifth, or vice versa. Or vice versa. It's always going to be a New Hope yeah. and Empire in there as top two always. But third, it got it, for me. It gets so as close as you can possibly get to Empire and a New Hope. This film. But apparently, it's the worst film ever, and it disrespected the franchise and. I love fired. his new, like, sultry cape that he has on, whatever that thing is. And we need to get an Obi-Wan film, even though there's no story to tell. Coming soon to the Disney streaming service. I love the Star Wars men and their capes. I do, too. Lando. We, we need, need more capes in Star okay. Wars. We do need more capes. You can never have enough capes. Yeah. Look at, look at the freaking uh, Millennium Falcon closet. That's why I want Kylo to look like a badass King Diva in Episode Nine. I want I want a crown. I want a long ass cape. Sequenced up uh, gloves. Yeah, I want the gloves. Everything. It's like diamond encrusted. You know what I was thinking about? What? And oh wait, I love this moment right here. Did we ever talk about? Oh yeah, Wonderful oh moment. yeah, because yeah. it just shows oh, the, the you just the know sil- the shadow when you. But like right know. here, my blood always gets pumping right. when Chewie wars and then the porg, and it's like dun dun right. dun. And the porgs really worked off well. I was surprised. Kyle loved the porgs, and he was so negative on them going into the movie. Oh really? Were you? Yeah, I thought they were just oh they're there for the kids. They're there for the minion loving uh, fucks this out movie there. Kids. I mean, let's be real. It's a, it's a kids movie. This is a kids movie. And then, uh, and then they grow me. I like the them. sky. I was like so giddy in the yeah. Blow that piece of junk out of the sky. Yeah, yeah. I was like so into it. I, I did too. I was in heaven at this point. I love how, like, deep contemption he has for that shit. Well, yeah, it makes sense. It's, a, awesome. it's his dad's old car, you know? That's. 
hate. She hate that shit. I forgot what we're talking. And about. I love where they go in, into this right here. Uh huh. Again, just beautiful. It's, and it's and so how well it, done. Action. And what John oh, Williams does here. Did you hear? Did you hear a little bit of it? Yeah. Bum 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 from A New Hope when they go. Right, you hear it. You know where it's from. I don't even know. But it's really exciting, I feel. Also, you get a little bit of asteroid uh, field in there, too. Yeah, yeah. The... Not as much as Solo, though. They yeah. Really use that they thing. use the entire soundtrack. Yeah, that there was, like, three tracks that was nothing but, like, repeats. Do you think the Porgs will come back for episode nine? I hope. I hope. Oh, I, I don't, though. Because I like how each... When each film has its own thing. Like, creature? But... Oh, yeah. Bring in new creatures for episode nine. But maybe just one, one in the background. So, I mean, Should we eating one in the background? But they, they moved into the Falcon, like literally. Basically, well, I guess if you can see it in the background. Um, but presuming it took place years after. So. Well, well we don't say, know what the life expectancy of a Borg is. Do you remember um, the, the the Vader comic where the the librarian, the recent one, Jocasta New? Yes. This is completely wow. off topic. Jocasta New. She has. Are the, you really impressed at this point? Come on. She has the coolest thing ever. She has a lightsaber that she puts into a gun that shoots lightsaber blasts. Oh, shit, really? Do you remember that? I didn't read the whole thing. Oh, okay. Well, she has that. I know what happened. I didn't read the whole thing, though. And she basically uses her lightsaber as ammo and has this badass, like, lightsaber blast. And I'm hoping that's what they do with one of the Knights of Ren. Oh, they should. Like, that would be so cool. That's what I'm hoping. Probably will not happen at all, but, you know. I want a sawed-off lightsaber. Sawed-off shotgun lightsaber. <laughs> I will say, yes, yes at please. this point, I thought we were going to lose Finn. Yeah, I did. I will say, this is my easily my least favorite part of the film. This and moment? The point where everything from where, um, what's-her-name, Rose saves him, and they kiss. Everything within that point... Mm. My thing is, an easy way to fix that scene is just knock, well, knock him out of the way, and yeah. she dies in the process. I don't want to. I don't want her to die though. I'm cool with losing Rose because for me, not there though. That feels like in terms so, of character. I, th- I think it worked because Rose isn't a character. She's she was more of a, a device for to build up for Finn's Finn. story. But I still value her life. I don't. I know. I know, but that's why it would it would be sad. Which, in a way, is very anti SJW if you think about it, because she. I, yeah, it's a woman. She served a, his... a purpose for a man's uh, story. That's so. what I always thought. That's why I never understood the whole. I, I, I do think though, it's. I don't think it's accurate to, to say that they kissed. She kissed him. Yeah, that's but not like. Still, a, it's like that. That whole. Come on, you know there was no love connection between them. Was, everything with that, honestly, I could kind of tell with her. Not she, she she felt with him. He's like, I got this like hot Jedi thing, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to save right now. Yeah. Um, uh, that I was the one moment that I wasn't sure worked for me in the theater. I will yeah, say. Yeah, this this, but, this part just doesn't work. But compared to everything else, I love which is everything it's else. Just, <laughs> which is everything else. It's 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 not that bad. But, but I, like, lo- I, I love her line out, though. I love her line. Yes. Which is why, but which is why I also kind of hate that it was said at this moment. Because now people say it as a joke, but I'm like, (laughs) really? It does because it's like you kiss right as everyone freaking dies. Although that (laughs) is a that is a nice uh, scene, like very. Also, you'd think maybe the the uh, walkers would just shoot them. See, like if she died right here, I think that would work. 
It would. I, I think it would I work way prefer. better. It's almost, in spoilers, it's almost like the whole thing with Gamora. Yeah. I don't want her to be gone. Yes. Although, I agree with you, it would work. It would work better if but she stays. Did we talk about already how much better Snoke looked in this movie than Force Awakens? They they really changed his character design. But the CG looks, the CG looks incredible, yeah. Well, to be fair, he was masked by a... By a Hologram. Uh, hologram effect. No, but like also like his face, it was it, it yeah. was like distorted this way. Uh huh. Like when he spoke with this one, he had full movement of his lips. And and I and I read somewhere um, Ryan Johnson talked about how he didn't come off menacing enough. So they did a kind of a small Which he redesign. Didn't. He was right about that. He because when when um what's his name originally played it, he played him more like as more broken, mm-hmm. and yeah. he wanted him to seem broken, but he also wanted this air of intimidation on to be on top. And it wasn't coming through. <sighs> this one hit hard. I gotta say, just seeing them two on screen together is great. That's what the whole movie should have been. It should have just been. On and Leia doing the same shit. I mean, that's the, I think this scene's great, but also when I was watching the director and the Jedi commentary on this movie, the thing when they were filming the scene, how quiet everybody was. It just it felt like some kind of a spiritual moment. It was just weird, but it was beautiful and sad. But honestly, at the end of the day, this was the moment where I was just so happy with this movie because it's really that's the one thing I wanted was to see those two together on screen. I think they came together at the right possible yeah. time. But then that's why people talk about, oh, she should have died when she flew into. They wouldn't have this. Wouldn't have this. And also, they have. And they look, share, look at her. Look how emotional it all is. They I, share a, mo- a moment with um, over Han. And I'm like, I rather. This says more to me about Han's death than just, you know, him looking sad for 10 And she's seconds. also accepting that Ben is gone. The moment for her as well. But I, I think when he says, I can't save him, he means specifically, he can't save him. At that moment, when when Kylo saw him with his lightsaber over him, it was impossible for him to save him. That, that's why when I talk about the, like, the original connection between Luke and Vader, mm-hmm. it wasn't that Luke was the greatest Jedi ever, it's the fact that he shared that connection with Vader. But it's also the line... Going back to like, I'm glad you're here at the end. Yeah. It's just very, just eerie because very depressing. It really is, but also just so yeah. like strange. And also emotional. knowing, also knowing the context of what happened. He's here. going from the darkness through fire into into the light to face his not only his past but the literal an entire army. And if that's not badass for you, I'm sorry. What this scene right here. Look at that! So goddamn beautiful. Not just this upcoming shot. Oh, you love this one right here. Oh god! Oh, so good. You need some towels. So good. I need two towels. (laughs) I know. So good. I. You know what? Like whenever people are like they want an awesome, badass fight, this right here was a million times better than the Phantom Menace three-way lightsaber uh-huh. fight. Way better than episode two. And, three. And definitely better than episode three between Anakin and... Um, or oh my god, I can't emphasize to you how overrated the, the fight between 
by I, Anakin and Obi Wan. I literally saw Hope? it like the other day. A New Hope. I think it's better than New Hope. Now Empire and Jedi. Are Jedi. Jedi. That's Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. But as far as like Love Force Awakens. Lightsaber fight or confrontation? Um, I, I still love the lightsaber fight between uh, Rey and Kylo. I, I love it, but I would probably rank it last on my on my favorite ones. Okay. And my favorite ones means the original three no prequels. and then no prequels. So the original three and these two new ones. What about when Yoda picked up his lightsaber? Oh, and then also when Yoda fell. Remember Emperor. that? Everything in this movie is beautiful. Here's another. Uh, when, do you, when do you think we're gonna get a Mr. Flink at Last Jedi review? I don't. I never. I'm kind of dreading never that. Never. I hope. I'm never. I know. You know it's gonna come, but I'm kind of dreading that. <laughs> That's another gift that I've probably overused. I know. I love that. Which is so weird because like they are so instrumental in me. I think just like. Understanding Star Wars and the fact that <laughs> polar opposites is so weird. Uh, I, I feel bad for Hux, but I'm just too busy. I love at that it. Hux is is that. Like honestly, I also I like that Hux goes from like like I'm I'm what's it called this very like basically Nazi leader and da 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 from the first one to sniveling. You know, coward. Coward. Because that's like that is exactly what would happen. I also think it's more interesting. It's funny how they say like, you know how Force Awakens and they say the Last Jedi don't go together. The only reason the original trilogy goes so well together is because Lucas went back and would change a lot of shit. You remember? They don't remember that there was a completely different emperor in Empire. Oh yeah. I hope. Also, I like how does a thousand flips. Also, I like how uh, his outfit is resembling. Uh, oh my god! Uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's very deliberate. Um, it's salt. Thank oh. you very much. It's salting. It's all, see, those are the tears at that point of the fanboys, of, of all the real Star Wars fans, as they realize they hate the film. Spark the fire. And right here, yeah, there is the point. It is the point of of everything that happened with Poe. Like C three, you get way more C three PO in these new films. R two, R two has been severely underutilized. R two and Chewbacca. I hope R two gets like a huge moment. I want the there one. to be a straight up droid subplot where R two, three PO, and BB eight go off and they're yeah. doing their. Even if it's something small and a little thing. Coming soon, the forces it. of destiny. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> Oh, See, and then they turn to her. She's like, "What are you looking at me? Follow him." And it's like, boom, transition Set. of leaders. We learned lessons. Set. Oh, look at she. That look. Her, her look of like a proud, like not pride. Really like looking at like not like looking at like a proud moment of like colleagues, but like of a son. Yeah, and that is beautiful. 
It kind of breaks my heart. It kind of breaks my heart it really that does. I mean, a lot of moments in this movie are so eerie, considering it's your last movie. Yeah, Chewy. Oh, I wasn't talking about uh, about Carrie. I was I talking know, about I know, like. But for me, that's how it feels. Mm. It's just like a personal opinion, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now we had gotta have our Mary Sue move rocks. Accomplish the greatest feat ever known to mankind. Ergo, Kyle. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, I like I like how they use uh, the original lightsaber. The Legacy Saber, as Pablo Hidalgo calls it. Legacy Saber. Dead. The Legacy is dead. Buried. This is so cool. Because it is like a samurai fight. You can almost do like that close-up widescreen zoom that you see yeah. in like the spaghetti western. It's much more compelling, really. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. I lost. <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> Roll credits. That was wrong. I love this. The acting in his face yeah. is just amazing. Look at his eyes, they're so expressive. Not only that, I don't know if it's makeup or anything. The red in his eyes. That's just acting. That's just it's emotion acting, coming man. through. That's just emotion. Y'all see, he won a Saturn this past week. Mark won a Saturn Award for Best Actor in a. Actually, Ryan Johnson won a Saturn Award for screenplay. Let's let him mark him. Okay, whatever. But I thought Saturns are meaningless. Well, actually, I'm gonna pull a Trump here and say, now that it's going my way, I say they're not meaningless. <laughs> Like right here. <laughs> Look at that. But just the fact that he didn't like the direction they took the character is so much more impressive to me. Um, that how he gave out it such an all. incredible performance. I agree with that. This shows just what a professional he is. How he, he incredible would say of an he hated is. it. He hated everything, but he did his damn best. It's kind of reflective on. And I how, love it. So. Yeah. It's kind of reflective on how Alec uh, Guinness treated the original trilogy. Maybe, yeah. He Harrison Ford, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love this. I remember when I originally saw it, I thought he was dead already. Yeah. I thought he was already like a force ghost. But then when they show him, like. Then Buddhist monk projecting himself across the universe. And everybody go, like, oh shit. This is an amazing moment. I'm sorry. This is the most Jedi thing a Jedi has ever done in this films. Easily. That blower just blowing his hair. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Take a shit. A force shit. That's what that rock was. 
Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. But he turns and screams. The first time a dark side user yells no that I like. I'm okay with in the film. He yells no? Yeah, right here. No. You never noticed because it didn't take you out of the movie. Yeah. Like the other times. No. And look, instead of a sunset, a sunrise. And you know what? I, I like to think, I don't know, maybe Pablo um, Hidalgo or whatever will nix this idea, but in my mind it's true, is that there actually isn't a Twin Suns. It's it's just what he's... He, it's almost like a hallucination at this point. He, he sees the Twin Suns. I think that makes it more interesting. It makes it more beautiful. Yes, more beautiful. Makes it more yeah, better. Yeah, they're all experiencing this moment right now. They're all feeling Luco. I think he already went. That was, the this is that was why his face was making that. But just like the moment he was in, like the force almost projected that. So beautiful. I, lo I love this film. Breathtaking. It's kind of it, it's kind of like poetry. It rhymes, you know. Hey, Mr. Lucas. Uh, it's so cool how he always looked back, back home at Tatooine. Tatooine. How he looked also another uh, reflective shot of I think uh, that shot more Revenge than of the really Sith. Showed you that's still the same old Luke. I I never noticed how he makes him stop with just like a little hand. Um, you when you sleep. He made him stop? Yeah, he, he stopped the troopers from following him. He just kind of gave like a hand wave. It, okay. it, it shows Who's he's, doing this now? he's the man in charge. I think it's they just have an established connection now. Okay. They feel each other. And again, he wasn't able to move on from and confront his past. And that's why the ghost of his past will always haunt him. Going back to Luke... I really like how um, Luke always looked out on Tatooine to the twin sons with, you know, with like hope, like he's like looking for hope, yeah. you know, and then when he looks out at the twin sons in the, in the final scene right here with he him, he is the new hope. He is the new hope. Yeah. He, is the he hope. still is. That's the first time they were together the whole film, huh? Ray and BBA, and so and they they are meeting for the first time. <laughs> I do think that's it's still funny. kind of ridiculous, though. I feel like they were in the same room the last movie, but okay. Movie. <laughs> if you hate it, that's okay. Is it? No. How dare you? <laughs> oh, it is, but I don't know. Just, I try oh. so hard to like see what everybody else is seeing, see, and it's just uh -huh. I guess it's personal preference, but I really love just all the <laughs> not only decisions but how they're executed. I mean, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> money, <laughs> a big pile of money. 
It, well, not the last line, but is she gonna make a new lightsaber out of the um out of that crystal, or is the crystal broken in half? Yeah, crystal is broken in half. Also, I love I, lo- I love I, the, the, the child slavery equivalent in Star Wars is basically Annie. It's basically a hard knock life kind of thing. Yeah, Miss, there's Miss Hannigan. It's basically a, still a kid. So. You just imagine being a kid looking at this, though. I'm telling you, because me and you went to Star Wars. You didn't focus on the Star Wars stuff, but I did. Kids love this new shit, and I didn't sure think they, they did, did, but they really do. For them, they're, they're enjoying this, so they get the best of it all. And that's who it's meant for. And that means it's a it's it's, a, it's a mission accomplished. You know, this is their generation. Shot. Again, this was just saying like Luke's. This was just showing Luke's. Um, what's it called? Sacrifice meant something. Yeah. Anyway, guys. We're not done yet. We're gonna talk to the credits and review more things. Okay. The whole of it. Come on. Okay, we're still. Okay. Well, this movie sucks. Uh huh. Um, Ryan Zero John- out of ten. Ryan Johnson is a hack. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy needs to be fired. Uh-huh. Brian Johnson's trilogy needs to be canceled. They need to make an Obi-Wan film, and then they need to make a Knights of the Old Republic film. Boba and Fett. then they need a Jettison episode 8 from the canon, remake it, and have Luke Skywalker stab a million um, Only then will you be happy. Only then will I be happy. Okay. Amazing. Every word that you said was wrong. Oh my god! I'm, I'm so lucky we have this movie. I really do. Yeah, it gets better and better every time I see it. Like for me, um, what's it called? The uh, the whole issue of like, oh, should George have sold to Disney? This film alone is is reason enough to. I'm like, yep, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy with the purchase. I got at least one Star Wars film that I genuinely... A new Star Wars film that I genuinely love. Um, Laura Dern. I love Laura Dern. Laura yep. Dern's so great. Honestly, I just cannot wait for episode nine. <laughs> I really can't. It's only a year and a half away. I think I think they began uh, principal production... Uh, the water works, JK. Um, I'm not Kyle. Well, yeah, I <laughs> uh, I I think this month we're in July recording this. They're, they're this gonna month they're going to begin a your principal photography this month. So and I could not care less because I don't want to know anything about it until I see the movie. I want to know so much. I want to know so much. And uh, a couple we have this. We're good. A couple of uh, I've seen it a hundred times. I, I need more. A couple of podcasts ago, you gave your Peter's pick and you talked about. Uh, some story oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, that might be. Nine. Um, a lot if of it's that, probably bullshit. A lot of it might be true. If that's true, bullshit. we're shaping up to a hell of a movie. Well, as of right now... I'm Execution, just, we'll see. As of right now, I'm just letting, like, everything... Just flow. And like I'm, I'm not gonna look into anything unless we get official like Lucasfilm releases and uh-huh. information. What like, about like what about like set photos? That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think those are like 
like official, official things. Um, just seeing I was gonna say, uh, when is the next Star Wars celebration? Is it still a year away? It's in it's Chicago still, it's in next April? year. Yeah, in April. In April, yeah. so it's literally like twelve months. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Less than twelve months. Less. Yeah. Because twelve months from now is next July. So oh, it's okay, like, less. So it's less month. Uh, okay. I don't know. I'm just really looking forward because a lot of people say like there's nothing to look forward to. This film there's left a, me with a lot to look yeah. forward to. Yeah, and especially it, it, watching the movie. This movie more and more is getting more me more hyped up for a. Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Oh yeah. And what he can do. I, I hear that it's gonna be like a departure from anything that we've seen before in Star Wars, which by God, that sounds fantastic. If I was him, I would do it in the unknown regions. That's where the story would take place. Just because you're allowed to just have like whatever you want out there. Um I'm very much interested to see what a Kylo Ren ruling looks like. Uh-huh. Um, I know, as I said a million times, very much looking to the Knights of Ren. I guarantee you we're going to get at least one amazing action sequence with them in it. Yeah. Um, that way they could be actual characters. Um, they don't even have to be actual characters. At least one of them might. Or an actual thing. An actual thing. Yeah, because you only saw him in like one... A slight, slight thing, vision, but that, that was it. That was the extent of the Knights of Ren. I, I want to really want to see where, when, you know, how Ray and Kylo's relationship evolves. I want to see Poe be a leader. I want to see where Finn goes. I mean, I'm Rose. Excited. Rose. Rose is dead. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. Hey. What if next? Uh, what if next episode we get uh, that that droid subplot, but not in a solo a Star Wars story way, but in like a fun, but relevant to the story way. What do you mean? A droid subplot. Oh, BB-8. I think that would work really well. I think that. Oh, would... there's also I know I just said I wouldn't go into rumors, but you know. Um, what does consistency mean at that point? Yeah, consistency isn't a thing of your stars, fam. Uh, rumors are from Mesa ten point two. Obi Wan might be coming back. By that I mean Ewan McGregor. And I know it's like take that with a huge grain of salt. But Yoda happened, and that was from the very beginning. From that the it got very out. beginning, there was a lot of rumors that Yoda's coming back. And he did. To the point where I walked in kind of expecting it to happen. Yeah, me too. So, but not only... When it happened, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Not only that, but there's heavy rumors of Hayden. Eh, not that. I don't think not, so. I, I don't think there's heavy with Hay- Heavy with Obi-Wan. I can see Obi-Wan. Again, if they explore some stuff with the goat. But um, it was so, it was so different because Frank Oz is still alive. Uh, you know who else is so still alive? Billy D. Williams. What the fuck? Oh, there was some very strong rumors that Billy D. It's almost guaranteed at this point that Billy D. is going to be an episode. It's because the last movie. You have to because have he's to. still under the zeitgeist of. Uh, you still need an elder. I feel on the. There's no more after. I'm, I'm assuming that Leia's not recast or. I, I, I guess I, don't know what I really there. prefer that she dies in between films. I hope there's like a five year jump and she dies in between films. Luke 
uh, Luke literally said that he's coming back because he said, see you around, kid. Well, that I do think he's coming back to them. So I do think we're getting Luke back for at least one scene. Uh-huh. Um, I think what's-his-name will play a pretty big part in the film. Lando and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan maybe as well. It would make sense, though, because, again, this is not just one movie. It's three movies and nine movies. Mm-hmm. And Luke, I mean, uh, Obi-Wan literally reached out to Rey in uh, Force Awakens. Your first steps. Ray, these are your first That's steps. That's because it's his granddaughter. Well, yeah. That's Obviously. why. That's oh, why God, he did no. If that ha- oh, Jesus. It's like, Ray, my granddaughter. Watch. Collider is shooketh. <laughs> Lucas. There you ruined Star Wars with, I like, a, with a great film. <laughs> I like how the last sound cue of this movie Disney is Walt Disney. No, that's that's a visual cue. Oh, okay. Of, uh, they had to do that. Like, we're Walt Disney. We own everything. So anyway, guys, this was a... Uh, well, can I just say something before um, we go off? I think um, it is... Aren't you gl- aren't you guys pretty happy that we just did an audio commentary, and we still feel great because we saw a good movie for once? One of these things. Yeah, I feel great. I like this film more every time I see it. So, I, I, I honestly, I'm not tired whatsoever, and I'm, I'm not tired of seeing it. See. Let's do it again. Because usually these things are pretty exhausting. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> but I don't feel I don't feel necessarily exhausted after this. No, no that's a good thing. That's what that's I'm saying. It's like yeah. for a change, we don't feel that way. Thankfully. Yeah. So anyway, guys, this is uh, the last Jedi audio commentary. If you liked what you heard here, check out podcast.com, iTunes.com, and Google Play. So, uh, and then if you want to see our bright and shining faces, go check out YouTube. Without further ado. I am your host, Kyle Lira. Our next audio commentary will be Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I thought it was Justice League. Oh, that's right. No, it's Solo with Star Wars story. But Justice League's already out and blurry. That's true. We should do Justice League. Let's do it right now. <laughs> I don't no. think anybody would say yes to that. No. Uh, anyway, guys, bye.